Hey, what's up, fuckers? Hola. What up? Are you gonna not do your whole thing? The whole, the, you know, this is the Turn the Buckle podcast where you're supposed to. What's up, fuckers? But you the... didn't like my idea. Start it over. No, we, we don't do that. that. We don't start over. You got that one. Okay, time and hold one on. Time Here off. we go. In three, two, one. <coughs> <coughs> What's up, fuckers? What's up, guys? Welcome to turn. No, you've interrupted this time. What does it matter who interrupts? Just say what you gotta say. Nobody's supposed, supposed to be to interrupting. She's supposed to introduce us because my dumbass forgets all the time. <laughs> okay, take three. I understood the assignment. Take three. <clears throat> hey, fuckers. Welcome to Turn the Buckle Podcast. <laughs> We suck at this. <laughs> Do you guys miss us? Probably not, because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> Do we ever? We know we missed you guys. We missed Will. We hadn't seen Will in two we weeks. We have missed Will. Yeah, he's in the work dungeon this time. Yeah, it's not as fun as that other dungeon he was tied up in. Glad my fabulosity is missed. Now, on to the introductions. I am. Welcome to the Turn the Buckle podcast. You said that already, didn't you? <laughs> See, you're fucking it all up. I always do. I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. Lady Hampton. And, uh, yeah, we took the week off last week. Will wasn't going to be here. We had a lot of shit going on. Hell, we didn't get home last week till after 8 o'clock, so. Yeah. Sorry we weren't here. We know you all just, you know. Sit and can't wait for us to be here. <laughs> At least one person is sitting there going, Why did they not record? <laughs> hey, Justin. <laughs> Are you going to call out a guy you've never met? Because I knew it'd make Will laugh, and he almost, <laughs> he almost spit his food out because he was laughing. That would have went on me. That would have been even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it was pro- it was probably J vibes. I know he listened. So he didn't have see if he if we would have recorded, he could have listened to it on the way down to Tallahassee to watch Florida State. Oh. But we are back. We're gonna do our. Uh, well, we'll go through with the normal show. Review the wrestling from the week, including that amazing fucking AEW pay per view. So, uh, hold tight. We'll be right back. Child, I'm so confused. How the hell did you make it to seventh grade? <laughs> Good question. I've been 95 in social studies, too. How? I don't know. Good Lord. Guys, we are back here at the Turn of the Buckle podcast and still trying, and we are trying to figure out. My... It's a good thing she's pretty. She is. She's beautiful. I'll talk about that later in the podcast. Uh, so did I tell y'all I actually have a new idea for the commercial? Oh, we're getting somewhere. Oh, God. There's yeah. Idea. Like I'm going to have to write a script and everything. It's going to suck. I know. Scripted promos. We're not good at this. No, we're not. You better read it and pull it out of your butt. That's what pull she said. Pull the script out of your butt and then read it. It'd be shitty. all right uh but no i do have an idea for a new commercial for this thing it's 
we're all three going to have to talk. Okay. I think I might make the actual script for Jennifer to read. And then we're just kind of chiming in over with stuff. And then she gets, like, really annoyed. And I was like, fine, you do it your fucking selves then. But she don't say fucking because I don't think we can cuss in the commercial. And so we so we just... It's be normal. So we act confused and finish the commercial. So, yeah, just normal. <laughs> so just like us. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, review some of these... I'm already sad just by looking at that. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's review. Why are you sad? Well, what happened on SmackDown since that? Nah, hell, fuck it. What happened last night? Go with Raw. So Big E kicks off Raw, going on about Roman, blah, blah, blah. He's going to beat his ass in the hospital. Laze, laze, same shit, different day. Okay, I was super fucking confused why the hell Biggie was cutting a promo on Roman, and then I remembered. Oh, that's right. Survivor Series is this weekend. What? You mean they haven't done shit but throw a bunch of stuff together and... Uh... Well, brand supremacy, buddy. They okay, so they've announced that they announced the teams what two weeks ago? They announced the teams, and, and now then they've changed the teams. Yeah, they've already yeah. kicked Dominic and Mysterio Ray both off the Raw team. So, uh, Austin Theory is on it now. And Bobby yeah. Lashley. But there's no heel authority figure because Adam Pierce is just not even an authority figure, but he's a heel authority figure now because he kicked Dominic off the team because he's not a champion. He's never been a WWE champion. But, but Theory's on the team and he's not a WWE champion. But Ray was and he got kicked. He got kicked off the team, but he said he likes the way Austin Theory handles his business. I think he's still pissed off and upset when Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of him. Yeah. (laughs) So Survivor Series this weekend, guys. Awesome. I can't wait to not watch it. I'll probably watch the women's matches. I was about to say, hey, they've got at least two segments. Because remember, Dewdrop is going to be looking for Bianca Belair. Even though everybody knows where she's going to be. Because she's in the fucking match. Okay, sure. We're, we're <coughs> right. Okay. Be calm. So, then it ends up in a brawl with all the people in the, I guess, brawl side. I know the uh, Usos came out and jumped Big E. Other a whole bunch than that, of stuff people came out and jumped everybody. It was a ballyhoo or a brouhaha? It's a fucking, I don't know what the fuck to call it. Yep. Well, I gave you options. Was it a ballyhoo or a brouhaha? Which one sucked? I like brouhaha. Okay, it was a brouhaha. Brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> so then you had Belair versus Tamina. Which has potential to be very good. Okay, but question. Is Tamina healer? Is she baby? Because she's kind of been in a tweener for like her whole damn career. Well, she wrestled Bianca, so she was a heel this week. Exactly. It makes no sense. That's that's another one. Why can't she get over? You're kidding. Good you've fucking got, question. You've man. always given the stereotypical bodyguard gimmick. 
for everybody she's with. AJ. Fucking, um, Natty. Natty. Fucking everybody she's been with. It's been bodyguard, bodyguard, bodyguard. The best thing they could have done was kept her in a tag team, her and Nia tagging up. A big, brutal, Samoan woman's tag team, and that would have been some good shit. Then you had Alpha Academy versus the Prophets. I still can't get over over his shape and his damn fucking beard. It looks fucking weird. I don't it's, like it. It's scary. Uh, like it's very pedophilish. Yeah. Look like he's going to kill somebody. He looks zero fish. Well, I don't know. Mandy probably told him to do it. So Is that storyline still going on? No. no. And no. They'll pick it back up next, next week. We got to get to the Survivor Series. We'll have to get back to Mandy in a minute. Something I read earlier. Well, it's okay. I like her little group. So, anyway, after the Prophets beat Alpha, whatever the Academy, or Alcoholics Anonymous, whatever you want to call them. Hey, that's future AW person that I talk about on my list later that I haven't talked about yet. Chad Gable, you're talking about there, buddy. Doesn't change my statement. Oh, okay. So then you had two back-to-back women's matches that lasted a total of maybe five minutes. Okay. Because of fucking course. What were they? Nikki versus Zelina. Okay. Zelina goes over. Rhea versus Carmella, where Rhea goes over. Can we say 50-50 booking? 50-50 booking. 50-50 booking. That's all they know how to do. Couldn't have had a dominant team side win now. No, I mean, that's all they know how to do. God damn it. Why can't these people get over? Because you don't let them have... I mean, they'll do the same matches, or is it probably a tag match at uh, Survivor Series, or maybe on the kickoff show. And then the next week on Raw, they'll do it again. Do the women's tag title match on the kickoff show. Let Carmella and Zelina win, because they're kissing Zelina's ass for... Not giving her the spot on the 9-11 show. Still fucked up? It's so fucked up. <laughs> I really wanted to see that gear. Yeah, I did too. She had gear made for her father. Fuck you, WWE. Okay. Man, that's why nobody listens. Is it, is it too late to put Zelina on the list of people that should go to AEW? <laughs> Fuck, I'm going to honorable mention. You can't have any of those. Fuck off. I don't. Your bitch ass didn't even have any women on there. I did too. I had Oscar. Yeah, like I said. You don't even know that yet. We haven't gave our list. <laughs> yeah. <I> just... <laughs> <laughs> um, then we had Owens versus Balor. Owens goes over with a stunner. Okay, are they fully turning Owens heel? Is he just going crazy? Is What the fuck is the deal with that? I don't think they even fucking know. Storyline, if, if I'm thinking, I don't think he's just going crazy about everything, but eventually he will. Well, I mean, he heel. completely, he, what, jumped Big E last week. But yeah, but he was he was almost justified because Big E cost him the win because he got in his way and wouldn't let him get back in the ring. That caused him to get the count out. Exactly. So that was justified. You can't, you can't turn a heel and give him justified reasons because that doesn't make the heel good. He needs to be an outright heel. Consider the source. Uh, his contract just needs to hurry up. Yeah. So then you have Dirty Dogs versus Styles and Omos. Dirty Dogs. 
dirty dogs. Why did I not put him on my list? Dolph. I'm surprised he didn't pop about George's wins. They all know we record this out of order. So yeah, Georgia be. won Saturday, and you didn't pop about that. You're you're getting smart. <laughs> so I was telling Whitney, and then when they came, I was like, "This was me uh, cheering into the game." I was like, "Small little clap," so they couldn't see it. Yeah, so we're looking for a new roommate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, Georgia beat Tennessee. I can't stand Georgia because of Georgia fans. Most Georgia fans are assholes. At least the ones I've had to deal with. The one we live with. <laughs> In the past, I've acted like that, but I've been humble. I've not talked shit at all. No, nah, see, you're overly humble, though, because you're doom and gloom. Oh, yeah, they're number one, but they're going to lose. <laughs> I don't get my hopes up. Until we beat them, I don't get my hopes up. No, but you're like that every game. You could be up by 75 points and the running back fumble. Oh, my God, we're going to lose the game. I have never said those Bullshit. No, we have never been up by 75. I said you could be. Yeah, because we stay on track. That's why, that's why the new podcast we're going to maybe do is verbal derailment. We don't have anybody here to keep us on track, so it's your fault. Yeah. Okay, now, back to the Raw review, since... So, Raw ended with Lashley versus Mysterio, which is where we get Ray's out, Dominic's out, Fury, Lashley in, blah, blah, blah. See, they... Unless they're going to fast track, which they can't now because that was the go-home show. I was going to say, unless they're going to fast track Ray and Dominic in a match, but they can't... Well, they can. No, they can't because they don't have a show to do it. Unless they just have them go face-to-face on the pre-show and be like, I lost because of you. No, you lost because you suck, Dad. Eddie Guerrero should have been my... He should have won the contract or whatever the fuck happened back in the day. Oh, later on tonight, Eddie versus... uh, Eddie. God damn. (laughs) Eddie comes back from the dead to avenge his son. Ray versus Dominic announced for later on in the night. Lose your storyline. They probably do some stupid shit like that too. That's who the ECW zombie was. Yep. We never knew. <laughs> never knew. So right. then I mean, we got SmackDown. You know, as bad as it sounds for a three-hour show, Raw didn't have shit. Nope. I mean, they never do. All filler, no killer. It's, you would think for three hours, but the thing is they don't have actual wrestling fans as writers, or actual people that understand wrestling as writers. It's all TV producers and entertainment writers. No, their writers are fucking Vince Yes Men now. But yeah, Bruce and fucking Laurinaitis. I call him Laryngitis. People power! I always call him Laryngitis. Okay, so what didn't happen on SmackDown? Oh, I see the first thing you wrote down on there. Yep, that's fucked up. (laughs) In her debut match on the main roster, a woman gets a win and then gets taken off the SmackDown Women's Survivor Series team. What the figgity fuck are we doing there, guys? Congratulations, you won your match, but you're out. What the fuck? Yeah. 
Poor child. <laughs> hell, it's the most, most she's done in her, they let her do in her whole damn career. She was okay, we're talking about Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Oh, yeah, Aaliyah, guys. All right, it was a six-woman tag that started because the SmackDown women's team was in the ring, and they start bickering back and forth, and then Naomi comes to bicker with Sonya. So they made a six-woman match, and then Aaliyah against the win. Anybody a bitch? Uh, I don't know. Well, if they didn't, then it wasn't a serious bit. No, it's not. It's only the gypsy shake. <laughs> Naomi didn't call Sonya daddy, so that might have pissed her off. <laughs> daddy the Still, almost makes me wish I was a woman. <laughs> but so yeah, then... Aaliyah gets the win in the match, and then in a backstage segment gets taken off the team, which made zero fucking sense. Well, they were too busy focusing on Crown Jewel that they completely forgot about Survivor Series. Now it's two weeks away. And like, oh, we gotta, we gotta just throw some stuff together. I mean, that's really what happened. But the yeah. SmackDown teams, you would have thought, or the actual teams, you would think, okay, we need actual blah 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 where we can get such and such. I mean, if they wasn't worried about getting the Mysterios off the Raw team, they'd have had two weeks to do the Ray Dominic. Split. Yeah, and also the thing is, you had the draft right after Crown Jewel, and then you haven't really had anybody. So the people that's on the Raw team was just on SmackDown, and the people that's on the SmackDown team was just on Raw. So how can it be really brand supremacy and fighting for your brand when they've not been on the show that long, you know, in that sense? Well, now the Raw team, uh, one of the guys was just on NXT. Yeah. Hadn't even been on Raw. He's been on Raw for like two weeks. Uh, former Raw champion. But, I mean, hell, it... Okay, let's go with some more SmackDown and just quit talking about Raw, because that's going to just... Ugh. Los Lotharios defeated Nakamura and Bugs. What do we think about this name? Los Lotharios. Oh, sorry, I had an alarm. What the fuck you got an alarm for 8 o'clock for? I have no idea. That's weird. That's suspicious. That... Oh, this ain't TikTok. Ah, <laughs> uh, Los Lotharios, that's, uh... Angel and... Okay. Uh, it depends. What does Los Lotharios mean? Anybody? Anybody know Spanish? Hey, Siri, what does Los Lotharios mean? Shit. I would ask Alexa, but she's temperamental over there. Hey, Alexa, what does Lotharios mean? Here's something I found on the web. According to studyview.com, it means to rest or remain in a certain place. The two rest. rest or remain in a certain place. So they're calling them lazy. No, I think she said lethargic because you didn't say los Lotharios. I don't. Hey Siri, what does Los Lotharios mean? Here's what I found. Okay, that wasn't even right either. <laughs> What's um This says Los Solitarios. So we just won't know what that means. But uh they get the win. 
A man whose chief interest is seducing women. Okay, so it fits. It does fit. Well, with one of them. Humberto's not that pretty. You don't like the dimples. <laughs> you don't like the dimples. Angel Garza? Mwah. Okay, but Garza, or not Garza. Who's the other one? Humberto. Carrillo. <laughs> See? He likes me. He can't remember his name. I have <laughs> not watched fucking WWE since he was a baby face. With a baby face. Now he got a fucking beard. Confused the shit out of me when I well, saw hell, that. I'm like, wait, huh? They put them on Raw one day and were like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> After they were feuding for like a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah, here. We're <laughs> going to be a tag team now. And... Your tag team name is best one being that you said you should Oh, baby, that picture you just sent is awesome. <laughs> there is picture. exchange of pictures. No, it says Uber Eats in the 90s, and it's one of the old Swanson food trucks. Oh, nice. <laughs> so after that match, we had a Charlotte promo. She was calling out, you know, the whole Becky thing, blah, blah, blah. Tony Storm come out. Okay. And Charlotte refused to have a match with Okay. <laughs> well, in, in retrospect, I can agree because they made Tony Storm look like shit. She lost in three minutes in the fucking opening round of the Queen of the Ring. Everybody lost in three minutes in the opening round of Queen of the Ring. Yeah. I mean, shit. The whole tournament got less than 20 minutes. Fucking So then you had Hardy versus Zayn, losers off the SmackDown team. Zayn lost. Zane lost. Yes, more th- more fuel for his conspiracies. Love it. Okay, but the the reason they had the match is the stupidest thing. What was the reason? I know you just write down. You probably didn't watch. Uh-huh. I, we watched the review shows, and they said Sami Zayn was cutting a promo in the mirror to himself. Hardy walked up and said, that sucked. Jeff Hardy, the guy that cuts the great promos, you know, that guy. <laughs> great, great promo skill. Tell somebody that his promo sucked. So Sammy went and asked for the match, and they said, "Okay, losers off the team." Or he said he wanted uh, he wanted Hardy off the team because of what he said. And they made the match, and they're like, "Okay, if you win, he's off the team. But if he wins, you're off the team." So after that was Woods versus Reigns. Well, the loser must bend the knee. Sorry. I mean, everybody bends the knee. You gotta fucking walk. That's the stupidest shit. I mean, I know they're trying to do something with the king. I like the fact that Xavier got it. I like Xavier getting this little push going against Roman. Yeah, you don't get to see him wrestle singles matches often, and he's a game good wrestler. Oh, yeah, he's really fucking good. But uh, he's going to do singles for a little while because Kofi's resting up. Uh, Plus, they did the break the leg angle on SmackDown last week. Uh, I like that Woods is getting a little bit of a push. You know he's not going to beat Roman, though. You don't know who's actually going to beat Roman. We're not going to know until after Mania because he's going to go beat The Rock, and then after Mania's... Who's been built up to be dominant? Well, nobody. Unless and they bring in Braun Breaker. 
Well, I said they just brought up Ridge Holland, but he's trying to get a tag team going with Sheamus instead of trying to do anything else. And they brought in the other guy, too. Oh, yeah, Von Wagner. They didn't say anything. Oh, yeah, that was just standing there, didn't say a word, didn't acknowledge that he was even in the fucking room. He'll be back on NXT next week. Don't worry. Yeah, tonight, NXT just started five minutes ago. Watch, he'll be opening segment. Did you not just see me? I was on SmackDown. I'm a big fucking star now. Okay, but the match was going good. Wood starts to get control, and the Usos come in. I mean, it's the same shit over and over again. So, apparently, I have missed some things on NXT. Oh, yeah. Involving the women, apparently. Okay. So there is an underboob camera for Mandy? What? Apparently, I've missed some things. Yeah. On what the hell? NXT. And what's her name was talking about taking nine inches in the delivery? Well, I know apparently the I mean, whole. You call them toxic attraction. It wasn't them. Well, uh, no, Andy Hartwell is talking about yeah. Dexter Loomis is like. Got a third leg. Oh, yeah, and they talked about his con. was like, he pulled out a whole water con. It's like, we went through them all. Like, there's a lot but, of sexual innuendos. But that's Vince. Oh, yeah, he loves sex jokes. I mean, the genetic jackhammer. I mean, this is the same guy. He's got grapefruits. This is the guy that wanted to have an incest angle with his daughter when she was pregnant and have him be the revealed as the father. And when she turned down, she's like, all right, how about you, Shane? How about your brother? Uh, the whole making Trish bark like a dog shit. I oh. mean, it's the same kind of... Like, I thought we were past the diva air sexualizing of the women. Again, it's oh. Vince. That's the thing. That's Vince's fingerprints and footprint all over fucking oh, see, this, this what, shit. That's what I don't get. He wants. In, they're trying to drive NXT 2.0 to be TV 14 and more edgy. But the first thing I think of when I see edgy is not bright fucking colors, pink, green, yellow, and all this shit. So why would you not... Why would you take away the dark green you feel that NXT was if you if your goal was to make it edgy? You could have you could have brought in all these new people and shit, but still keep the fucking same layout and set designs. That's what not makes sense to me. Well, he was wanting it to be completely different. That's why he changed all the dark, everything, and gave the bright colors. Uh, the black and gold is... You know, that's what Vince McMahon wanted to get away from. Everything that made NXT, NXT is what he wanted to take away. Oh, God, War Games is coming up. Is he going to have the War Games cage covered in paint splatter? There's not even going to be a War Games. They should just do Big Blue. Love the Big Blue cage. Go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. I said the best match ever happened in that Big Blue cage was Owen and Brett, SummerSlam 94. That was a damn good match. Hogan boss, man. You're laughing. That's what made me know what a big blue cage was, was Hogan and boss. Man. Oh, nice. <laughs> what was it Hogan boss, man? It was, or Hogan no, Bundy. Hogan Bundy. That's what it was. Cause I, too. Hogan boss, man, was later. <laughs> no, I had, no, I had the ring with the little... The little five-inch bendy guy figures yep. that had the ring with the big blue cage, and that's who I had. It was Hogan and Bundy. Uh, I remember when I got my first extra figures, there was the big old stick. You couldn't barely move them. Hard as hell. Oh, the LGNs. Oh. Yeah. I, those are all right, but when I got the ones that you could, there was bendable a little bit, and you could place them. Oh, these are nice. 
I used to have the WCW Bindi figures. I had the and I had the Brian Pillman. I had the Z Man. I had the Steiner Brothers. Oh. Barry Wyndham. Remember the Titan Tron? And then on the bottom of their boots, they had the little metal thing. You clip it you on. You put there, it on there, and, and it, it would play their music. theme. I wore that shit out. Top five action figures, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls, can we talk about real wrestling now? Okay, sure thing. Yeah, we done spent 25 minutes on WWE somehow. <laughs> and the last five minutes wasn't even on WWE. <laughs> it was about action figures and underboob. So let's go with Dynamite. Kicking off the show, Danielson versus Romero. Oh, wow. Yeah, and this has teaser written all oh, over God, it. Yes. Oh, yes. From the Team Chaos to... Like, just every fucking thing. Just them saying, and Okada made them honorary members of Chaos, and then the fact that they said Okada 763 times. Yes. And I, I think they're saving him probably for, like, maybe Revolution, or maybe next year, but oh my gosh. No, but they're saving him for December December 8th. 1st. First. Eighth is what I'm going to pitch first. Not the first. <laughs> I have things in December. It's I, my brain is full. Hey, it's okay. You're good. <laughs> so I mean, it was a great match. Like, oh no down. doubt, the back and forth chain shit, the fucking submission stuff oh, they were yeah. doing, going back and forth. They were so fucking well together. Had great chemistry. The fact that they weren't trying to do baby heel. It was like they're friends. They're just going out there. They're gonna beat the shit out of each other and hug each other when they get to the back. You know, one of them kind of things. And I love the fact that Daniel's not just Danielson is not just using the run knee. He's using submissions and everything else when matches. Oh, he's doing something different every fucking match and it's insane. Well, they were talking on commentary, you know, they're telling the story. How can he beat Miro at full gear? How is he gonna beat Miro? How can he overcome the monster? And it's by doing all that stuff, not just having one thing where it's you know, that he's got the LaBelle lock, he's got you know, the cattle mutilation. He's got all these different moves. Exactly. He's not one-dimensional. He can beat you however he needs to beat you. Which is how he did this with Rocky. And the promos that leading into him and Miro were fantastic. Yep. Yeah, for Miro to be a last-minute replacement, the build they had for it was great. Absolutely. So then after that was top team attacking the inner circle. Out of all the feuds, this one's... I loved it because Dan Lambert is a great oh, fucking heel. Great, Lambert's a great fucking heel, absolutely. Great heel, and everything they did, how they said, you know, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that Dan Lambert pins Chris Jericho. But tonight, he's going to make Jericho tap. And he puts him in the So, walls. after they've already powerbombed Jericho through the table, mm -hmm. Bubba Ray style from the middle rope, he locks in the walls of Jericho on Jericho and is yelling the whole time, It's the Boston Crab! Championship Wrestling from Florida! Like, I hate Lambert, but I don't hate him. <laughs> like, I want he to is... get his head kicked in. And if they, he was just a one-off. He was supposed to be just a one-off. He is... He reminds me so much of Heyman when he was Polly Dangerously. Where he was so annoying, just got on your nerves, you wanted to see him get his ass kicked, but he was so fucking, you know, charismatic that you're just like, oh my God, this guy. 
That's, that's fucking great. So then probably my favorite match of the night. Well, second favorite match of the night. Okay. Trios, Thunder Rosa, Ty Conti, Anna Jay versus Baker Rebel and Hater. Hater. Like, the women, it is so good to see them stepping up their game. Yes. Anna and no doubt. are getting so much better. Well, having Thunder Rosa there with them where they could kind of watch her and, you know, kind of, I don't really want to say getting the rub from her because they're over enough already. Right. But just the veteran ring presence, watching what she's doing, how she does things, you know, just little things like that. Uh, making sure they're out there front and center. And then the way they did everything going into the finish. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's like it's just the subtle things that Thunder does. Like taking the flower here and tossing it at, you know, Baker or whoever right. she threw it at. Like, uh, that was a right at the start, her and Jamie in the ring. Yeah, her and Hater. And then, like, it's just, just to get them riled up enough to... Right, just be like, oh, this bitch. And they run at her and she takes advantage of it because yeah. smart baby face, dumb heel. I mean... And that's the stuff that Anna and Ty need to need to focus on is... Right. The psychology. They have the, the, the moves. Workers, yes. You can bump, you can do moves, you can be the greatest technical person ever. But without the psychology, it doesn't make sense. Exactly. exactly. If you can't tell a story with your body... And what you're doing? Yeah. Not running really. A lot of people don't like the quote flippy shit wrestling because they say there's no psychology to it. They say all it is is spot, 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 move, 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 hold, hold, hold. But you go through and the guys that do, and I know I'm not talking about this match, but there's a whole lot of flippy people in AEW that tell stories. Dante. Well, not only Dante. Hell, Lucha Brothers can tell a story in their matches. Yeah, but... But you have Dante. You've got Seidel. You've got... Yeah. Like... Bringing generals. People that's been working and doing this for years and years. And that's what... There are so many people that shit talk AEW for bringing in all these ex-WWE guys. But you know what? They're also bringing in people you've never heard of. Exactly. You have to have a balancing act. You can't have too many one, too many the other. Like, and AEW is booking like leagues ahead of WWE. Yeah, and the four pillars of AEW that Carmichael and Jeff cut, those are all MJF, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy. Those are all four homegrown M- AEW guys. Mm-hmm. Never been to WWE at all. Yep. So. Come up, I, they can sign every man on the David, every man and woman on the WWE roster for all I care. But it's how they use them, like the legends. You don't see Sting winning the world title, do you? You don't see Christian um, taking all the um, main event spots. You got Big Show Mark here and here helping teach the big guys. They're teaching this young talent and helping this company thrive, which they've been doing since they started. So anyway, finish that match. Babies go over, of course. Well, the way they did it, too, because like we were saying, you know, they go into the finish and it kind of breaks down. You have Britt outside the ring. Uh, Ty does a DDT. And as soon as she hits it, she looks over and she's watching Britt as she pinned Rebel, Reba, whoever the 
fuck they're calling her this week. <laughs> Which I, I really like Ty Conti. Which I love Anna JT. Anna J's just adorable to me. Mm-hmm. So, leading in to the next match is two of my favorites. Well, a favorite and half of another favorite. Because I'm fucking loving the acclaimed. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so it was Jungle Boy and Bowens. Yeah, uh, that was... I mean, you knew going into it what was going to go down. You knew Jungle Boy was going to win, but it was still an entertaining match. Uh, Bowens is really fucking good. Uh, (laughs) Max doing the rap, coming down. Uh, Bowens putting his two cents in right there at the end like he does. Uh, You know, you can't can't say enough about him. I mean, hell... They're eventually going to break it down, and I think you're going to see acclaimed uh, uh, against Tony Khan and somebody. What? I hope not. That's the one thing that Tony no, Khan would no, do. No, no, no. Have you not seen the shit they're doing? I see, I've seen most the of The back and forth, the playful stuff. I mean, it's not going to be a serious thing. It's not going to be like main event angle. I just think they're going to do something, have fun one night, because they're doing the rap battles against each other, talking about kicking each other's ass. Even if it's and not all this even, stuff. even if it's not even on a show, like if it's just something, you know. Right. I mean, like do it on the Jericho cruise or some kind of shit like that. You know, just something. I think it's going to happen, and I'm going to fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be where Tony's going to get in there and wrestle every week. I just think, I think it's going to eventually happen because they're going to keep this going on long enough to where it's going to, you know, they're going to let it grow and build and they're going to have somebody come out and take, uh, get Tony's side. You know what WWE, or what AEW needs to do? And you're going to think, you're going to say, or I'm going to say it, you're going to love it. But everybody out there is going to think, oh, they're just trying to be like WWE if they do this. But fucking who gives a shit? BFAB just got released. Yeah. Sign her and put her with the acclaimed. Yeah. And that's what lures Tony into the ring. Was nobody knows she's with the acclaimed. And they come out doing a rap on her. And he, Tony's like, hey, look, listen, guys. Y'all are going too far now. She's new here, blah, blah, blah. And she give Tony the old low blow. <laughs> and not the kind of low blow you want to give to... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you knew Jungle Boy was going to win that match. But everything, it was a good solid match. Everything was uh, good. I know you weren't in here, but I'll tell you what I said in a minute. Okay. Had to pee. I mean, it's all good. Shit happens. I just said they need to sign BFAB and put her with the acclaimed. Oh, that'd be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
so then we have Josh's man crush. Oh, Wardlow just dominating Wheeler Yuta. They <laughs> guys fucking popped for it. Kept having to do it again. Multiple power bombs. Okay, but see, you missed what led to all of it. What led to all of it? Uh, Wheeler went to do like a springboard thing out of the corner where he jumped up, hit the middle rope, was going to spring back into something. And I think he was supposed to have a little bit of offense. But when he went and did, you could tell the rope shifted and his foot just went. Oh, fuck. And he just fell back into Wardlow and Wardlow had nothing he could do but just beat his ass. (laughs) Like literally, he jumped back into him and Wardlow just like fucking just hit him. And then it's like, 300 power bombs and then the ward low knee to the face from the ropes finisher. I like that finish. It's pretty cool. I mean, it... Like I said, I there could have been more to it. I think there was supposed to have been, but when that happened, there was nothing else they could do. I'm sure even Yuta was like, just fucking kill me. Yeah, because I feel like... I feel like I need to be killed right now. So then, of course, best friends come out. Here comes HFO... I'm kind of getting sick of them. I am, and they did the the lumberjack match. I know they do that on Rampage. Rampage, So, I mean, there's just so much you can do with the stipulations. They need to just go ahead, book the fucking match, shave Hardy's head, and be done with it. Yep. I mean, they should have already done that and finished it off, but they're wanting to extend it out. I mean, I understand it's a feud. It's, you know, a filler feud in the middle of everything that can keep going. But once you've seen enough, once you've seen things so many times. It's going to wear you out. It's like I said a few weeks ago. We could watch Omega and Danielson over and over again. And eventually we'd be like, can we get something else now, please? Exactly. you got to have, you got to space stuff out. Less is more. Yeah, you need a different pencil. Yeah, I have it. one somewhere. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's next? Martin and Rush versus Sidell and Moriarty. Uh, I like the Sidell Moriarty team. I think it works. I think it's good. Uh, I like what they're doing with Dante and Leo, especially with what happened on Rampage. Team Taz, yes. With the Team Taz tease, because Leo wasn't there. After that was uh, Pack and Dax Harwood. Now wait, this. Wait. This was good. We didn't say who won that other match. Dante got the win. Mm-hmm. We didn't say who won. We've been skipping over the winners. We didn't. I think Dante got a good win on that one, so I think we need to give him the credit well, for we it. we really haven't, because we... We did on Raw and SmackDown completely. I don't no, think we, we told the winner. But, but Pack and Harwood was the next one. That was so that fucking was good. Can't go wrong with that. Like, that, I, I thought it was good. Commentary made a good comment, because we've never seen... You don't see Dax or Cash wrestle singles very much. It's like, if... You've got to be a good tag team wrestler to be a good singles wrestler. You said that backwards. you got to be a yeah, good singles, singles wrestler to be a good tag team wrestler. Yeah, that's right. Just like... Just it happens. But see, I don't agree with that. 
There are some people that are just better as tag team wrestlers. There are some people that you put them singles and they get lost because they're so used to the psychology of tag team. The psychology of tag team wrestling. Uh, Harwood though, man, he's fucking good. I mean, he came up uh, when he started in NXT as singles, uh, managed by Alexa Bliss. You know that one? I did not know that. Yeah. The more you know. But yeah, he started off singles, and uh, you can't really pick out who's the best member of FTR because they're both that fucking good. Uh, I have seen Cash Wheeler do a 450 through a ladder on a wrestling tape, though, so that's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> so then the contract signing. Uh, oh, that was so fucking good. So, I hate contract signing angles too because they're <laughs> always the same thing, and you know there's gonna be fucking schmaze blase shit going on. So the story that got told was that Adam got tired of carrying, uh, Kenny got tired of carrying Adam's weight. Hangman tells the story of how, yeah, you're right. I had my doubts. I had my problems. Yeah. I mean, just the story of, you know, not really disheveled, but just broken. A broken man. Hangman Page, you know, he, no confidence, lost all, all any kind of uh, self-worth almost to go and to pick himself back up and how it took everything for him to get back up. And, uh, just how everything went on and the whole hangman doing the whole, hey, I'm proud of you, kid. And then walking away and everything, you're just like, oh, shit, it's just going to be a straight deal like that. And then that damn cameraman that kept getting in the way. You... <laughs> and you never was none the wiser. You never thought. Well, no, because it was almost it was one of those. It was almost like it was a production error because it was you see the cameraman get up and then you see they've got the one camera and then you know they always try to get multiple shots so it's like the cameraman was trying to go around to his spot and they forgot to switch cameras i mean they did it really fucking good and then there's the boom and he pulls the mask down and the Best part about the whole fucking thing is after Don Callis pulled the mask down to show it was him, he still had on a fake mustache and goatee <laughs> under the fucking mask. That was fucking great. Oh, it was fucking genius because you're like, this guy is that... I mean, who would think to do some shit like that? Exactly. I mean, you've already got the mask covering your face up because of, you know, COVID protocols and shit. So, you know, they're doing that. But to have the fucking mask on, or the, the goatee mustache and goatee underneath, and then the promo he cut about being in his mom's basement for a bit. <laughs> and, and then, then, of course, he, Hangman's bleeding, and then... Uh, yeah. Omega signing the contract and Hangman's blood. I mean, it was just... It was a great fucking show. Great way to end the show. I had you so pumped up for full gear, even though... I mean, it was obvious what was going to happen. You knew what was going to happen. 
Uh, it's like I was talking to Josh and Michael before the show even started. If Hangman doesn't win, he's ruined. Because he's already had shot, 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 lost, lost, lost. There's only so far you can go with the whole, you know, will he do it this time story. But the uh, hangman is. I don't. I still don't know exactly how I feel about him. What? Like personal preference? Like I don't know. What do you mean? Like part yeah. of me, part of me likes him, part of me doesn't. Like I don't know. I, I'm. What are some things you don't like about him? And that's the thing is like I really don't know what I don't like. It's just I there, totally get something. That. No, I can. I totally get that. I understand exactly what you're saying without you even having to say it. Like, there, there's just something, and I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, but, like, I like most of his stuff. It's just there's some nagging thing, and I'm just like, eh. I completely understand what you're saying. I, I like Hangman. I think he's really fucking good. I... Does he have the greatest matches every week? No. Does he... The story that's been told with him has been the best story. Yeah. Like we've said, you know, it's been one of the best stories over this recent stretch of wrestling. I mean, hell, it's been told since the first pay-per-view the company's had. Mm -hmm. Two years. And I mean, to be able to tell a story that long, to go through and do that, and to have him be off TV, and then come back and start the story, pick the story right up. And he he did the media scrum after pay-per-view, and he was talking about, how was like, like, I left in the middle of the, my biggest and most career-defining run, and I gotta, I gotta thank from the bottom of my heart Tony for letting me have that time off. Honestly, I even stayed gone more than I intended to. And then being able to come back and pick right back up where I left off and getting my shot to get my moment back. I could have asked for somebody to do that for me. Because if, if, if he would have asked for that WWE, he would have been fucking buried. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm never going to say he didn't deserve it. Right. Because, like, the storytelling was beautiful. The, everything was beautiful. But there's just something. Like, there's some, some of those there's wrestlers that are like that. Oh, definitely. You just can't pick it. All right. So then we go to Rampage. Uh, Rampage. I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't watch all of it. I didn't. I don't even think I made it through the Jungle Boy match. Oh, that's what we didn't talk about. After the Jungle Boy Anthony Bowens match, uh, Bobby Fish comes out and jumps him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the Elite Hitman thing. Uh, Bobby Fish comes out, jumps him, kicks his ass, and then when they go to the back. Adam Cole's like, hey guys, I want to introduce you to Bobby Fish. He's an old friend of mine. And they start making Undisputed Era jokes. He's like, there's no dispute in this era. Or this is the, there's no disputing, this is the era of the elite or whatever, however they put it. Yeah. Which led to opening match of Rampage, which was Jungle Boy and Bobby Fish. I was exhausted. We had got up early Saturday morning. I don't remember why we got up so fucking early Saturday morning, but we did. Uh, we were we were basically go, go, go all 
this past weekend. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have a moment to stop. And, uh... Like, I'm not gonna lie. I, I caught most of the highlights from Dynamite and Rampage because I've just been so tired from work. Like... Hell, I'm talking about Saturday. Rampage was Friday. Rampage... I get up too early for work. <laughs> I get up. Does. I'm at work and working for a good hour before y'all start getting up. Yeah. <laughs> I get up 4.45 every morning. So when this podcast runs long, I'm, you know. <laughs> but no, I'm up 4.45 every morning out the door by five, before 5.30 so I can get to work before 6. So a lot of times... Unless I'm just like 100% pumped for something I know is going to happen. Like when CM Punk made his debut on Rampage or, you know, some shit like that. I'm dozing before Mm -hmm. it even starts. Well, I mean, I have to catch replays anyway, usually, because I'm closing. Yeah. But uh, Rampage, besides that match, it was a lot of just... For Let's pay-per-view. just make it to the pay-per-view yeah. without anybody getting hurt. So you had Jungle Boy go over with the snare trap. And then there was Adam Cole right Adam after Cole tags, for the beatdown. Lucha and Christian come out for the save. You had a throwaway match with Jade and Santana. Right. We all know Jade was winning. And then stuff with Jade and Red Velvet after because they're yeah. the next match in the, in the tournament. Yep. Tournament. <coughs> so then you had Dante Martin and Davari. Yeah, Davari making his, his uh, debut. debut. Yeah. See, that's what I was wondering. Like, I don't. I was like, did he debut or was he already like? Because I couldn't remember if he signed or not. Like, yeah, he signed, signed a while back. I was about to say, I think he signed, but this was his actual on TV. Yeah, I think he's wrestled with Elevation a few times. And then that's when. The That's team Taz offer. Hobbs comes out, gives him the contract. And I don't know if they're not letting him talk yet. Maybe he doesn't know how to talk. Maybe he's kind of... Because when he's out there, you can see he's still trying to feel what his character is. He's He looks very lost in some senses, if that makes sense. But, like He's got this just generic look on his face. He's young. Yeah, he's very... How old is he at? 20? He's, I think, 20. 19 or 20. Yeah. So, I mean, he's super fucking young. He's still... I mean, green as fuck. Yeah. But, I mean, he's good. He's getting over. He's just got to learn those, the intangible things that he's got to, you know. But that just comes with time. You don't go out in your first day. You're just this swaggery, you know, top of the food chain motherfucker, greatest there is. But, I mean, to be fair, depending on how he wanted to play it, he ain't got to talk. No, I mean, there's people that have made it that don't talk. I mean, look at Lesnar. Lesnar can't talk for shit, and he's... He didn't have to. Well, he didn't have to talk. He had Heyman. Even though it's kind of funny to hear him talk now. Paul, say something stupid. Fucking hilarious. So then the go-home match was Cassidy versus Hardy in a lumberjack match. Again, we just said it. This feud needs to get over with soon. Best part of the match was the fact that the best friends were actually dressed as lumberjacks. 
I don't know if you did you see any saw, of it. I saw the images. I didn't see the match. Yeah, they were dressed as lumberjacks. <laughs> I mean, from the toboggans to the suspenders with the flannel shirts and all that shit. It was great. Uh, Hardy gets the win. I pointed this out, but he he clarified it for me, which was fucking genius. Now that he yeah, did butcher or not butcher, butcher Blade, wasn't Blade. there. I was sad. Blade came in. Pops Cassidy with the Nucks. Scoots out. And then Hardy goes over and kind of bumps next to Cassidy. Josh is like, what the fuck is he doing? That made no sense. I'm like, dude, that was fucking genius. You didn't see what he did. The referee turns around as Hardy's laying next to him. He wasn't already in the cover. So what he did is he made it look like he gave Cassidy the uh, twist of fate. He bumped and laid down next to Hardy, like or next to Cassidy, like he had just hit it, and then turns over and rolls him over and pins him. I'm like, God, that was fucking genius. Why does nobody, you know, why don't people Hardy. think? But you saw that all weekend because who? What was the anniversary? It was Eddie's anniversary, so everybody's doing all, all kinds of tributes to the lie, cheat, and steal. All right, guys, that was the. Uh, that was the end of Rampage. I'm going to go ahead and make a stop real quick so we can grab another something to drink before we go over full gear. Full gear. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be exciting. Yeah, this is going to take a minute, so we're going to pause this real quick, and we'll be right back. So how about that badass fucking Spider-Man trailer? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to get the shit in. Justin, that trailer was awesome, man. What are you talking about? He's butthurt because the other two weren't in it. We don't know They're going to be in the fucking movie. You I could care less if they are. I mean, they're going to. You know they're going to. I mean, hell, End of the Spider-Verse had, what, four different... No, but they had cool ones. Spider-Gwen and... Miles well, no, Man. it had, like, three different Peter Parkers. Like, legit, three different Peter Parkers. I thought one of them earlier. Peter Parker. No, because you had Peter Parker that died. Then you had Peter Parker that was the guy from the New Girl. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. Full gear. Full gear. Okay, you're about to say made no sense, but okay. <laughs> well, Spider-Man's in full gear. That was just to get back on track. Hey, we're going to talk about this now, guys. <laughs> That's the only kind of segues we know how to do with any... Can, can you be any louder, child? Uh, yeah, I could be. I could have dumped all this water out in all years. So you mean what you're doing anyway? So anyway, <laughs> full gear. What do you think of full gear? Oh, you were at the skating rink. Sorry. That was my boyfriend. Oh, God. And guess what, guys? No, I don't about that. Anyways, Full Gear. <laughs> full Gear started off with... The uh, pre-show was even... The pre-shows were even good for AEW. Like... Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the pre-show. Because you had the prelude to the finals of the TBS. Yep. Title with the tag match. 
which was Hikaru Shida, Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose, Rose and Jamie, Jamie Hayter. So instead of the ass man, would she be the ass chick? She just a great ass. <laughs> she, she's a great asset, guys. She's a great asset to EW. What the fuck did you just say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> are we, are we, are we? That's all, folks. <laughs> I'm almost out. A good little match. Yeah. Oh. oh, I'm not Kenny Bax talking about Jamie's ass also. <laughs> <laughs> it said nice. So, I mean, it was a decent back-to-back. Back back and forth. What the fuck am I trying to do? Stop being around. <laughs> I have nothing to do with that. Abity has it back in the back and back. The back and forth of the match was great. Yeah, it was really good. Uh Yeah, it's really good. Make some more noise, I don't Me? And who I won, mean, William? Yes. Would you care to tell the folks at home? Sheeta and Rosa? Okay, that's awesome. Duh. Sheeta got the pin on Nyla. Everybody beats Nyla. They need to build her back up. Serena Deeb in the audience. Getting her shot in. Yeah, <laughs> I love Serena Deeb, man. So the only other thing really on the pre-show was the Dante Martin, Shivani. Yeah, right before the show they did. Spot and then the Acclaim coming out wanting him to join them. Yeah. So man, Dante's up for grabs. That'd be interesting too. Right. Yeah, I, I, I could <laughs> see it, man. Like they're doing raps and they're like, all right, take it away, Dante. And he's just silent the whole time. He's just like, that's it, my boy. That's it, man. And then just go back to rapping like nothing happened. Just hype his ass up. I can see that being. I can see that. That would be pretty cool. When is his brother supposed to come back? Because I can see all of this leading into. Because it's Team Taz trying to get him. It's the Acclaim trying to get him. Who's next? You got me one more. I mean, well, I can see it just leading into. A ladder match for the contract of the services of Dante Martin. I can just no, I can just see his brother coming back and being like, you know, forget this. Coming back, you know, just getting the top flight tag team back together to go against the acclaim, to go against Team Taz, to you know. I like that. <gasps> and next we had no the time open- frame. No time frame. Okay. Oh damn. What was, uh, that with? was he out with the injury? I think so, yeah. Opening match of the pay-per-view was probably, my opinion, match of the night. MJF Darby Allen. Such a goddamn story. Oh, great fucking story. So, MJF comes out and announcer announces him. He goes and the announcer says something. And he's like, I'm the man that will beat Darby Allen with a headlock takeover tonight. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. Can I just throw this out there? What? MJF's gear was gorgeous. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. The, the fucking robe and shit. The, what color is that even? Like, baby purple? Like, lavender fuchsia. I mean, it was, it he was great. Like a million bucks. Him walking out with the robe that had, like, the scarf look built into it with that, man, that was He's been great. doing a lot of flair. 
that that esque things. Uh, me and Michael were talking about it. That was more of a Macho Man, Lenny Poffo, the genius type look. We thought, but wasn't it Flair that did the Fat Boy stuff with the crowd and everything, like getting them? Well, I was talking about the gear. Well, I mean, but it could all still could still lead into Flair too. There's been a lot of fucking road wares. Yeah. <laughs> Roads oh, are yeah. fucking nice. My favorite ones were the ones that had the uh, sticks in the parts. When you raised it up, you just pulled the sticks up and it, like, flowed everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was nothing, like, nothing wrong with the match. Like, Darby's fucking... I need him to stop being suicidal. <laughs> His guys are fucking brutal, man. You feel like you're going to take your head off. Because like, he goes all out, gives everything. But from the tweak of the knee that I don't know, I still don't know if it was real or if he was just selling like a motherfucker from MJF. Yeah. I don't remember hearing anything anywhere else about an injury. The only injuries I heard of were Kingston and Black. Right. And those were just small. Right. But uh, just the selling he was doing of the knee and how everything was going to finally him getting so frustrated that he couldn't pin him. Uh, MJF going out, getting the skateboard because he had had enough in the match. That was my, f- that, that was the moment for me. Yeah. Gives the skateboard to Darby and he just, you know, drops down on his knees. He's like, come on, just hit me. Get talking shit and piece of shit. But not even that. I mean, before that, even you had well, it's him and Wardlow try to come out. What? That's him trying to break Darby again. Yeah. And everything, and trying to give him the easy way out, and him trying to take the easy way out and getting the win by DQ because he was hurt. And even in the promos leading up to it, he said, you're going to be so hell-bent on trying to beat the hell out of me that you're not going to be able to beat me. Yeah. And so he gives him the skateboard. He's like, come on, hit me, hit me, hit me. And he drops his head. When he drops his head, Darby gives the skateboard to the ref. That's when NJF reaches in, grabs that damn fucking ring, knocks Darby with the ring, and then... Hits the headlock takeover and fucking pins him. The last time I saw somebody win with a headlock takeover, it was goddamn Chucky Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) When was that time you saw it on like a a pro wrestling TV show? The last time I saw it was goddamn Chucky Chuck. (laughs) Literally, you he would go up to people. I remember going the first time I went to TWA. And uh, was actually in the back. Uh, they tell him who he's going to be working. He goes over. They start calling the match. The kid was like, so uh, what's your finish? He goes, headlock takeover, kid. It's easy to take. I'm sure you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, he won with a headlock takeover. And I'm just like, how? What? Wait a minute. But yeah, I mean, the fact that he said, I'm going to beat you with a headlock takeover, and he hits it, hooks, and I mean, everything just fell into place. It was a perfect, perfect way to end the match. Uh, the feud's going to keep going, you know. 
But MJF's going to have the upper hand because he's beat the other three pillars. Yeah, until those all three of them team up and take his ass out. Right. <laughs> so next matchup was Lucha Bros versus FTR. Another great match. Okay, hey, before think, we say this about every match, there wasn't a bad fucking match. Yes, no bad match. No, there wasn't. <laughs> no, there wasn't. Uh, I listened to, just to kind of freshen it up in my mind again, because I knew we were going to go over it. I listened to uh, the ups and downs that What Culture does, Simon on What Culture. And uh, there was only one match that he gave a down. And he even said... It's placement on the card is the only reason it got it down. He said it was a good match. He liked the people in the match, but it was the women's match. That was the only thing on the whole show. It was in show. between some... It was in a weird spot. Yeah, and yeah, that's what he yeah, said. Yeah. He's like, just because of where it was and how it went in and the flow and everything, that's the only reason. He said it was a good match. He said he enjoyed the match. He said both people in the match were great. He said... Just something about it, he couldn't give it an up just because of how it fell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sitting back thinking, I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's the only thing that... Yeah, it was in a really weird spot. But Especially... yeah, Lucha Bros FTR. Fucking beautiful. Uh, yeah. The only weird thing, or only... Only thing I was like, huh, was when it got there towards the end. And then thinking back, you kind of could see why they did what they did. Uh, I mean, tremendous match all the way around, back and forth. Uh, FTR hitting those fucking brain busters look better and better each time they fucking do it. So fucking good. I think they said Cash Dax got hurt. I don't know if it was. They never reported it or anything. It must not have been that major afterwards, but they said the fa- they felt like the finish felt kind of off. That's what I was talking about before you came in. Oh, well, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was... Uh, they go through, go to do the finish. Uh, there was a spot, then they rolled out of the ring. Uh, both of FTR went under the ring. When they both came out, they had the... Los Superanas masks on. And Cash, who wasn't the legal man, got in the ring, tried for a cheap roll-up with the feet on the ropes. Ref saw it. And then uh, basically the oh shit into Lucha Bros, Spike, Mm -hmm. Driver finish. And maybe they'll use that because, you know, if you are so big on strict tag team wrestling holes, Man, they used the, oh, well, he didn't pin the legal man, so... But Tully said that as soon as it was over. He jumps in the ring. He wasn't legal. He wasn't the blah, blah, blah. But it may have been something to where it was a, like a quick injury. Like, he wasn't completely hurt because Cash did a run-in later. Yeah. And instead of both of them coming out, it was just Cash that came out. So normally it would have been, it would have been both of them. Yeah, normally it would have been both of FTR coming out, but you know, if he was if it was something, you know, it could have been anything simple as a rolled ankle to keep mm-hmm. him out for the rest of the night. Yeah. But still the you know, the throwouts to Eddie, like the 
the triple three mega frog splash and the little chest the, the shimmy shimmy yeah the chest thing the chest thing <laughs> See, I think the chest thing, I think the old pet deal that Luger used to do, that's the oh, chest yeah. thing. Yeah, that one. I had to do that shit, man. I can do it, and I would show you, but my titty's too big. <laughs> you can still see it, it just looked weird. <laughs> so after the Lucha Bros, we had Miro and Danielson. God. They beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> It was like, hey, Vince, look what you had. I can tell you, Bree's sitting at home watching this. She's like, I hate you. <laughs> like, she has to hate this man. Bree and Lana sitting on the phone with each other. Good God, I'm going to kill him when he gets home. <laughs> and that's both of them. <laughs> I mean, I've heard rumors that Bree may be coming to AEW. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. But no, I don't hate that at all. I think Bree coming in, I mean, we've already talked about, or we record this shit out of order. We've already talked about in our top fives, you know, women that could help the mm -hmm. women's division, a veteran presence. And hell, one of the Bellas going, that's a veteran presence that could yeah. go and, you know, even if the Bellas weren't the best in the ring, they were on TV enough to where they can be like, hey, here you go. But the Bellas improved tremendously. Yeah, Brie especially. Yeah, they did. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying they were horrible. I'm not saying they sucked. I just said they weren't the best. No. I mean... You think women, WWE women, you think Lita, Trish. Holly, Holly, Jazz, Victoria. But that also depends on what area you came up in. That is true. Because you've got to think, there's a whole generation that the divas were early now. Yeah, people aren't as old as me remembering a Linder Blaze, Bull Nakano, <laughs> Wendy Richter. Anyway. Damn. <laughs> yeah, Danielson and Miro was fucking, fucking brutal, and the finish was fucking genius. Yeah, I mean, you're choking him out in the guillotine. I mean, after hitting the tornado DDT, yes. Everybody was talking about the neck is Miro's weakness. The next Miro's weakness. He hits the big DDT, transitions into a guillotine. I mean, yeah, he's out immediately. Well, it doesn't matter how big of a person you are if you get the. You get choked out. Yeah. A neck is a neck. Ask Ben Thrasher. You lock somebody in the sugar, they go out. And that's basically what the guillotine is. You hit the guillotine, you hook them in there, you get it locked in. Doesn't matter how big, how small, anything. If you can't get air to your... or blood to your head, you're going to fucking pass out. So, I mean, it was a great, great finish. Great way to... Great way to keep Miro strong, too, because he didn't tap out. He, he passed, passed out. And it was just a lucky... He got caught. It wasn't a... The he got outclassed. He wasn't... Yeah. He got... <laughs> I mean, it was just... 
it was a great way to end the tournament. Yes. Uh, you didn't think... You were wondering the whole time how they were going to put Danielson over because Miro was the, quote, replacement in the tournament. And usually the replacements usually win the tournament. No, usually the replacements don't win the tournament because they weren't supposed to be in it in the first place. But you also think, okay, if Danielson wins, does that mean Omega is retaining the title? And that's what a lot of people thought. Yeah, Michael said the same thing. That's, yeah. Because you think they're not going to have a babyface win the tournament for a babyface to win the championship. But is Daniel babyface? And Daniel is Daniel. Exactly. Okay. So he can play either side. Uh, Brian Danielson is... He's there to just, fuck shit up. That's exactly what he said. That's, yeah, that's what he said. He's there to be hit, the best. You hear kick people's fucking heads in. So I could see... I don't see him beating Hangman just because Hangman just got it. But I see it being... Or, I, Hangman doesn't have it. We haven't talked about that match yet. We don't know what happened. <laughs> I mean, I could see it being some kind of schmozzy bullshit finish where Omega comes down and just fucks the whole match up. Depending on when they have a match, potentially because, you know, uh, Omega's nursing a shit ton of injuries, supposedly. So he might be taking all time to heal up. Yeah, I read an article. I think it was Russell talked about it. He's been wrestling with Vertigo for like four years. Three. Three years. That's fucking scary as fuck. That, but also shows how damn good he is, too. Right. How do you how do you, how do you be a good worker in the ring's damn spinning? Any who's. Moving on. My second favorite match of the night. Falls count anywhere. That was oh, good God. God. The pink gear <laughs> and beards that he told me. I didn't even remember. That was so it. fucking good. He's like, you see their you see their beards I'm like no oh, what? So Squid Game Bucks yeah. come out. How are they twins and one looks better? They're not twins. They might as well be. They look enough alike. No, there's an older and younger. I think there's like a year or two difference. Oh, I thought they were fucking twins too. Because especially when they were younger and they didn't have facial hair, you could not tell them apart. Yeah, because one always had dark hair, one had lighter hair. That's why I always knew the difference. I need the one to do something with his head. But yeah, uh, they come out with the pink on and everything, and then I thought, because they had pink in their hair too, you could see that, and then I'm like, why that facial hair look all fucked up? And then they get a close-up, I'm like, motherfucker, did you see the pink in the beard too? That was great. Uh, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, that was a star-making performance. Yeah, they I mean, he's, look good. The he's growth, good anyway. The growth from the beginning of the match to the end of the match. Not just the growth in general, but just that one match. Yeah. Yeah, from having a chance of hitting the concerto on Cole right at the beginning and not taking it. Mm-hmm. To everything else that happened. The fucking... Fucking, ch- uh, fucking Luchasaurus doing a damn shooting star press off the stage. That's a big ass man. That was impressive as shit. 
the thumbtacks in the ring, the BTE trigger with the thumbtack knee pads. That was different. Uh, God, what was it? The choke slam on the entrance, the or the choke slam off the entrance Dude, before the shooting so star. Much. Yes. Christian diving off the fucking whatever the hell he dove off of. It was like the balcony <laughs> area, <laughs> wasn't it? Then fucking jumped off the vomitorium. That's a word. Yeah, he's at the. Wait, where the fuck? He's going hard. Then <laughs> fucking Adam Cole doing a damn parent. Uh, Paradise Sunrise off the damn set. Yeah. I was hoping he was going to climb all the way up and jump off. They couldn't. Yeah, because of the gear stuff, yeah. I'm sorry, but Shivani on commentary is some of the best shit I have ever heard. I love love Tony Shivani. (laughs) Top five commentators next week. (laughs) (laughs) What I hate, what I hate, and I hate to say it, and it hurts my heart to say it. Jim Ross is getting... to not. I... Yeah, I agree. He the needs... four pillows. <laughs> Honestly, I hate to say... Because it's probably his cerebral palsy. Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy. Acting up sometimes. I think when it gets late... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if medical conditions. But I, I mean, he's getting up there in age. Yes. He's one of the best of all time. He always will be the best. But, but Gordon Soley. <clears throat> shut up. <laughs> but he's also he's senior with talent relations there, so he can always transition. Right, he backstage. can transition just to being backstage. That's not And help Excalibur and I, I really <laughs> wish they would go to a two man booth. I really do. I don't like Excalibur. I don't. I'm sorry. He puts a lot of shit up. Like like Alistair Black Malachi Black so you that 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 guy's told me but that guy in the ring, that's that's Malachi Black. Why don't you let Malachi tell us who he was? There's certain certain he because said he didn't get Tommy on the end. He's but that's not the Tommy end I know. Is what he said. What? Well, yeah. The Dingle Hopper. He was trying to give. He was giving exposition on what the character was because he wasn't going to get on the microphone that night. He wasn't going to be able to say. I'm Malachi Black. I'm this. I'm that. He was going. He was stating the obvious to begin with. That's Tommy End. That's not the Tommy End I shared a ring with. He was like talking about how it's an evolution of Tommy End. Yeah, I get that, but we didn't need him to tell us that. I mean, we didn't need to know who this guy was the day he debuts. Next week, he starts has a, he cuts a promo. We could have Jim Ross did the same thing. Yeah. Back in 1997. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's gotta be Kane. Well, yeah, because we already knew what the guy's name was. Paul Bear was building up a whole promo talking about that. Okay, but it's the exact same thing that you said Excalibur shouldn't have done that you didn't like, but it's the same thing that was done No, back you could then. have said this is Tommy Inn and just left it at that. We didn't have to know what his new name was until Malachi cuts a promo next time. You didn't. Show. He said, he said, that's not Tommy Inn, that's Malachi Black. Somebody else said that. Both him and... Excalibur was the first one that made that sound bite. He was the first one that brought that up. He's going to make me go back and watch the debut. What? It's like I'm saying, though... It still doesn't matter. It's like I'm saying, though. Excalibur has, is, 
one of the know-alls in the business just like anybody else. Like, I like Excalibur. I like Siobhan. I mean, I, I, I like all of them, but there's certain things that Excalibur does. It's like... There's certain like, things that Shivani does what? that I don't like. But if the commentary is good and fun and actually makes you enjoy it, then that's what I go after. Well, yeah. Because, like, Shivani and the, him and his... That son of a... <laughs> the way he talks shit about Adam Cole and MJF is just great. Oh, I, I fucking love it. But yeah, I do think it's about time for uh, Ross to step aside. Let let the two man uh, Excalibur and Shivani take over. Uh, keep the rampage with the three men, with the two of them and Jericho. Yeah, we can have still doing some. Because I think that's it's going to transition into Jericho doing More something crazy. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think. If you take out JR, you keep Shivani and Excalibur. Shivani can't be their task comes in. Yep, yeah, Shivani or Taz doing play by play, you have uh, Excalibur doing color. I think a two man booth is fine. I think it's what it needs to be. I feel like three or more, you risk people talking over and nobody getting the stuff in. And... But I mean, even the three now, they don't really. It's not jumbled. <coughs> Yeah, not like when they that one time they had four. Oh, my God. Well, it's like right now... Well, I mean, they have four on Rampage a lot because Starks is out there with Taz. Right. Yeah. And, uh... But, no, the, uh... Shit, I was gonna say something. Oh, there are times that Shivani has to get up from the booth. Yeah. And he goes and does the in-ring stuff or he does the something fashion, else. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you transition Jim Ross to doing the backstage interviews. The in-ring segments. But not do as much in-ring because I don't know how easy it is for him to get in and out of the ring. Well, they make up their mind that they're going to have the ramp that goes level with the ring and the ramp that goes... Honestly, I think it all depends on the arena. Yeah. If the arena is too big, I think they have to do the ramp. You're not getting no more water. <laughs> all right, what was the next match? We're off fucking track. Oh, Jungle Boy hits the concerto uh, on... Cole to complete... No, um, it was one of the Young Bucks. Well, I thought it was Cole. It was Bucks. It was one of the Bucks. Uh-oh. I think Cole got thrown off. I think it was Matt that he hit the concerto on and got the pin on. But it was one of those, like, Christian sat there lifting up for it, and then Jungle Boy comes over and says, no, no, let me do it. I got this. He says, I'm ready. And I think that growth just within that match is what's going to push him through star power. Yeah, and it's crazy that, you know, a Falls Count Anywhere match had that kind of storytelling. Yes. Because you don't think, you think Foss kind of anywhere, you think, okay, they're just going to be the shit out of each other. It's going to be the, quote, garbage wrestling, as some people call it. And while they did that, they still told a hell of a story. Mm-hmm. But look who they had in the match. They had Christian. They had Adam Cole. I mean, the, the two Bucks. of them can tell a hell of a stories. The Bucks can tell a good story. I mean, they had... <laughs> Everything you could want in a match, they had in that match. 
Oh, it's part is great. So then you have... See, this is where the, what we were talking about with the women's match comes in. I would not have put yes. them after Rhodes... Rhodes, Pack and Black, and Andrade. That match was weird anyway. Yeah, it, it felt like it never got off the ground. It was real thrown together. It was a last-minute thing to get well, the ball in the car, it seemed like. It was a thrown-together thing. They threw... But it's really weird, because the whole setup, like, it was thrown together, but it wasn't thrown together. Like, it's been set up for weeks, but it's just... But them all together... It doesn't make way. sense. Yeah. They was all feuding with each other, but to put them in the way they did... Okay, added. so, the Cody character... Is he the delusional heel that thinks he's a baby face? Because he legit told him, he's got a problem saying, don't boo me. Because, yeah, he came out there and he's telling the crowd, don't boo me, I'm the good guy. I'm, you know, I'm this. He's going on record as saying, I'm not going to turn heel. I'm the John Cena of AEW. I'm, you know, doing shit like that. So is he actually... You know, is he coming out and doing the whole, you know, he, what is it? The super villain never thinks he's the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. You always think you're the good guy. Now, and is this a story that he's trying to tell, like legit wanting to be healed, but not out it? Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is he the heel that thinks he's doing good, that he thinks this, that he thinks the crowd should like? If so, it's fucking genius. Yeah, if so, this is a great fucking angle. If it's not, and he's really trying to be a baby face, and he's coming out here and saying, guys, don't boo me. You got to play along with the skit. You know, that this is fucked up. You know? <laughs> would be pissed at him right now. But that's the thing. Like, it's so fucking hard to tell <laughs> with this. Right, and that's the thing, because I don't want to go out. I don't want to go straight up and say, this is bullshit. This is horrible. Because if this is the angle that he's actually doing, it's fucking genius. But if that's not what he's trying to do, and he's really out here wanting to be the good guy, and he's having to say, don't boo me, guys, that's, you know, that's where it's getting bad, because he's doing the, quote, heel shit in the match by tagging himself in. Yeah. He's, he's not doing a whole lot to really notice it, but he's doing just enough. That you can pick it out if you pay attention. But that's the thing is, I, I think this is a lead up to him turning on the family. Maybe that, one more match with Malachi, another Black Mist. That that's the sort of. Well, I don't even know if it's the Black Mist now because that's you know that's what we had talked about before on here. Right. Yeah. It, you know, is the Black Mist quote seeping into Cody and changing him? This is one of those. Could it be... Is it the fact that Cody knows that Andrade and Malachi are supposed to be the bad guys? So it's almost like the Bret Hart when he was, Edward you know... Canada? No, when he was out there trying to be like, why are you cheering for these guys? I'm the hero. I'm the good guy, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Or could it be... Andrade's bought Cody. Ah. That's a switch. If they're gonna... Because... 
But why would Cody need the money to be bought? Well, anybody that's rich, they always want more money. Everybody's got a price. Yeah, but Cody's an EVP of the company. He's got the money. He's got, you know... It's not like he's hurting. I mean, you saw the house he lives in from the fucking reality but if, show. But if they go into it, the fact that Tony took all creative control away and all this stuff. He's just talent. He's not... He's just talent. He's not anything anymore. He's... Like, I mean, it would make sense with right. Andrade's character because he's basically the million dollar man of <laughs> AEW without a million peso man. Right. Be culturally sensitive. <laughs> you missed that one. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take the wolves out. What happened? I hope I just didn't get us canceled. That's what happened. <laughs> well, if it's going to, go ahead and say it again. I was saying, what if, you know, Andrade bought Cody? Like, right. Tony's taking all the creative away from him, like, all this stuff. And Andrade's character is basically, I would say, a black market million dollar man. <laughs> He said the million dollar man, and I said million peso man. You have to be culturally sensitive. Oh my god. <laughs> well, this has been. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, Pock and Rhodes go over. Like, I would have, if it was me, I would have done Andrade Black over. No. The fact that Pac got the pin and not Cody is the only saving grace grace of it. Yeah, that's the only way you can have that match over. Still protecting the people you need to protect. Uh, The the only thing I probably would have changed was if this is going to be like the House of Black stable is Andrade and Malachi and... FTR. Well, FTR just bought... But FTR... Two weeks. Right. FTR, they actually made that point on the pay-per-view. I don't know if you heard that. Mm-hmm. That they they bought the services of FTR from the Pinnacle. For, yeah, for like two or three weeks. But... Uh, I would have had... Pac be the third member of the House of Black and done it at the end of the match to where uh, Pac jumps Cody and they all three Black Mass into the Hammerlock DDT into the Black Arrow. Or uh, Black Mass and the Hammerlock DDT and he locks in the Brutalizer. And he's just working it, working it, working it, and that's it. <clears throat> Pac is a baby face. I mean, you saw it as the Adrian Neville deal in NXT. Mm-hmm. But the heel run he's had, man, it's been fucking phenomenal. Oh, God, yeah. The whole bastard thing and all this shit. 
Well, is that a banana in a tuxedo? That looks Fuck really off. good, buddy. <laughs> looks like a teddy bear. All right, next match. And what a fucking match. Punk versus... Wrong? Not wrong, me. Baker and, King- and Conti. Oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess that's why I don't do the homework. Mr. I love Ty Conti. Uh-huh. Gonna skip over her? You don't forgot about she her. Is she that irrelevant to you? Excuse the fuck out of me. You forgot about that booty. <laughs> fuck. I think your girlfriend don't listen to this. <laughs> Did you hear the buildup was all about Ty Conti having an ass and Britt Baker not? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? It was literally on the fucking countdown thing. She's like, Ty's on there like, are you jealous of my butt? You don't have a butt. You <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And then they start showing like all these pictures of Conti, like the from behind pictures, the bent over pictures, and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here going, "Is this really what the hell they're basing this feud on? This is not the Attitude Era Divas, guys. Come on." <laughs> I think it was. I think that was all Conti. <laughs> <laughs> like the count, like all of the promos that was done on like the countdown and the pre-show. Like, for God damn, they were golden. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And this is the best that Ty's looked. And they they gave her a lot. Britt gave her a lot of offense. I'm not going to lie. I'm glad somebody at AEW knows how to do fucking makeup. <laughs> oh, yeah, her makeup. Yeah, it looked badass. Hell, she probably did her damn self. Because poor Rhea Ripley. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, when she was in NXT, what, whatever makeup she did was fine. When she was in the main I was like, what the fuck are they oh, doing? Let's there? put black lipstick on the pastiest bitch we got. And put her in blue. She's already in black. Fucking. No. Anywho, so, Baker Conti, good match, bad placing. Yes. Bad placing and. What? Well, you get in a wrestling match and you have. They give you a typical indie match, 8 to 10, 10 to 12 minutes. You know, tops, you might get 15 if it's, you know. storyline. Well, if it's a storyline or if there's not so many matches on the card. Because you know an indie show can have 8, 10 matches on it. You don't want them all going 15, 20 minutes. Right. But when you go out there, you kind of feel out the crowd too. If you feel the crowd is up and you know they're not going to get that high anymore, you go ahead and start working home there. This one had the crowd there. They had the crowd up, and they could have easily, boom, and finished it. But instead, they kept going to try to get everything in that they wanted to get in, and the crowd kind of died on them. But the good story here was the fact that Britt was never able to lock in the lockjaw on Taekwon. No, and it was a roll-up finish. Right. Yeah. There was also 10 matches on the main card. Yeah. Like I said, not all matches need to go 20 minutes, even though most of these did. Shortest match on the card was the next match. Yeah. So, good showing for Ty Conti. Um, I believe she'll get up there one day. She'll be a champion, whether it's the world, uh, Women's World or the TBS title. She'll have a title soon. The one thing that I never even thought of that they talked about on... I don't know if you were in here when I was telling him. I watched the ups and downs just to kind of refresh myself on everything that happened. Right. One thing that I didn't even think about. 
Who comes out to the ring with Baker? Hater. Rebel. Yeah, Rebel and Hater coming out there. Ty went out there by herself. Right. But the whole time building everything up, it was how good of friends Ty and Anna J are. Yeah. Why wasn't Anna there with her? She could have been out there to try to keep Rebel and Jamie from trying to interfere as much. Ty Hill turn? No, I don't see Ty Hill turn. I'm just... I don't think they thought about that in the logic when they were putting the matches together. Right. But it could have also been Ty wanting to do it on her own. Yeah, but she didn't even come out because there was... uh, When Anna was going against Bunny and Penelope on uh, Rampage and Dynamite. Ty would come out with her. They would do their little ring entrance thing, give each other a hug, and the other would go back to the back. I mean, she could have also been getting lucky with Jungle Boy. Congratulations on your match. (laughs) You get these. That's a nice one beard. beard. (laughs) Oh, we're going to get canceled. (laughs) Anyway. Million peso man's true. So next we got Pumpkin Kingston. God, this was brutal. I mean... It was exactly what it was supposed to be. Yep. To be fair, I ain't gonna lie, I thought Punk was dead after that first backhand. Yeah, I was about to say, the back first to start the match and he's down. <laughs> and then, the one thing you never thought would happen, as soon as he hits the back fist and walks away, what does the crowd start doing? Cheering for Eddie. The story that they told leading into this match got the crowd behind Eddie because he's like, he was setting Punk up to be the oppressor of the situation. He was, I mean, he was setting Punk up to be John Cena, which Punk actually fell into the role in the match, hitting the blue thunder and then going like he was about to do the you can't see me shit. It was perfect. And I mean, just from the crowd chin Eddie right there to the dueling, uh, let's go Eddie, CM Punk chants back and forth. Just like the let's go Cena, Cena sucks shit. And I mean, then the crowd later on just cheering both these guys, both these guys. I mean, just. Yeah, like. It's the, the Crimson Mask. Yeah, I was last yes. time, I don't remember CM Punk. Maybe once. Twice, Blade and WWE. I, I, I don't know if he Unless it was hard way because Bladen and WWE has been banned for how long now? Before he was there, yeah. Uh, him getting the color like he did and then going through and everything going on uh, to Punk or Eddie gaining Punk's respect to Punk going to shake the hand at the end and Eddie's just like... Still too proud. Pissed off. Yeah, yeah, too proud. Too, you know, like, God damn it, I can't believe I fucking lost again. Just leaving and shaking his head the whole way. I don't think we're done with this feud. I hope we're not done with this oh, feud. God, this got some miles on it. I can't wait till tomorrow night. 
And then you know what happens two weeks from tomorrow night. <laughs> oh. Wonder if anybody's gonna talk about that during the pop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then after Punk and Eddie. Street fight. The uh, American Top Team and uh, Inner Circle. Inner Circle. Oh. Uh, that was something. It was highly entertaining. I'm gonna need Sammy to find shorter ladders. <laughs> oh, that was a big ass ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I saw the ladder, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> nah, this match, it's another one of those that was there just for the, everything else in this show is going to be serious as fuck. We need something to kind of lighten the mood. This is what done it. You knew what the finish was going to be. Well... No, you can't even say that because I could have seen them putting Lambert over on Jericho. That's what I was thinking they was going to do was do that. They're going to do a bunch of big moves, Lambert come in, just a cocky pan or some shit. And they teased it whenever you had Jericho and Lambert in there and uh, Dos Santos got in the ring behind Jericho and got him. But Jericho, you know, kicked out of it and then stapled the... Did he staple the penis to the ball sack, or do you think he just got it in the sack? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. We are a technical podcast. we got to get this shit right. When the fuck have we ever been technical? When it comes to balls and testicles and penises and shit, we try to be as technical as possible. Well, Josh, this is your forte. I should say, that's right up your alley, Will. <laughs> I mean, nah. You like meat. Anyway, so... I should have bought him that RB shirt when I saw it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, I could have seen them putting Lambert over on Jericho. I'm glad they didn't. Uh, it was good for what it was. It was exactly what it needed to be. It was a little bit of lighthearted levity in the middle of a serious pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, that was the match that you wouldn't have been scared to get up and miss a little bit of to go to the bathroom, go grab something. Right. Uh, every match needs to, or every show needs to have something like that, especially in between two big matches like the Punk Kingston and the main event like they did. Yeah. I mean, typically in WWE, that's the women's match nobody wants to watch. Mm -hmm. The one that they've just thrown together that they lump together. So then you have the big news of Jay Lethal signing with AEW. That is fucking amazing. Fluffing, fluffing. It's fucking amazing, guys. Immediately going after Sadie at the TNT Championship Wednesday. That's going to be a damn good match. I hope they put Lethal over. I think they will. I think they will. Not wanting to take the belt off of Sammy, but just think what Lethal could do with the belt. Mm -hmm. Especially the whole 
Because, like you've said before, Josh, you had Miro that had that long reign, the dominant, long dominant champion. Sammy gets the win. It's the first time anybody's beaten Miro. You got that, and then you're like, okay, well, he's obviously going to have a long reign. And then you take it off of him with somebody debuting, name. I mean, I I would do it. Yeah, and, and it can make sense, too. You can make sense that it got, it throw through Sammy R because he didn't have enough time to technically prepare Maybe. I don't know. You can't really say that because the whole Bobby Fish thing. It all started with a tweet, and then two days later, that's when it happens. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's like, you know, Jay come out, he says, he he, he just went through a thing. Like, I'm not going to do it tonight, but Wednesday sounds good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Lethal can cut a hell of a fucking promo. Oh, God, yeah. Are we going to get him and Flair in the same company and have Luloff? I think so. <laughs> I hope so. Close your eyes here and both talk. You won't know who's who. And then, when did Randy come back from the grave? When, what? <laughs> like, I swear I love that meme. <laughs> when your dog sees the, the neighborhood dog. This <laughs> 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 Jay Lee on one side, Flair on the other. What? <laughs> Oh, good God. All righty. And finally, the main event, AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega defends against Hangman Adam Page. The greatest story ever told. <laughs> My God, in the entrance. I was just about to say, the entrance told you everything you needed to know about the feud. Exactly. Playing all of Omega, I mean, all of Hangman's past failures. It's, and then, I don't know if you noticed, I had to go back and see it, but the running through the tunnel, that was all... Dark Order. I don't know if you knew that or not. That when they do the shot down before it got to Hangman and that little ton of everybody running, yeah, that was apparently the Dark Order. I don't know if I even remember that. I just remember the, uh, talking about like the, in the package? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, not the package, the, him on the, the horse riding through the streets before the match. In the video package yeah, before yeah. the match. Okay. I want to know where they decided they had time to close off fucking Minneapolis streets and do a damn horse. <laughs> I mean, this is AEW. They're like, hey, we got something we got to do. We're going to close this road for an hour. Here, here, talk about here. Here's this much money. I, it ain't even that. You just get a promo, or not a promo, a fucking petition to do it. They'll close this. You can close the city street down for just about anything nowadays. Hell, if we wanted to, if we wanted to try to get permission, we had a way. We could close down fucking Cloud Springs Road out here and put a wrestling ring in the middle of it for an hour and a half. That would be fun. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but a guy I work with was telling me, uh, like just down the road from another guy we work with. Uh, apparently, there's a wrestling ring setting up in somebody's yard up in Hickson somewhere. Road trip. Not really road trip, it's right down the road. It's still getting on the road. <laughs> <clears throat> but yes, the story told through this match with Omega and Paige was 
Man. This was a combination of everything. I mean, it goes through and you have Callus doing all of his bullshit. Yeah, trying to get involved. Uh, from the ref getting knocked out and Hangman hitting the dead eye when Kenny was trying to hit him with the belt. Yeah, Aubrey doing that run to the ring. Aubrey running her short little leg ass to the ring. Good God, that was... She was booking it, though. Man. At least Them it leg- <laughs> I don't care who you're talking about. Charles Robinson has the greatest run in the history of re- uh, wrestling referees when he came running all the way down WrestleMania between Edge and Taker. And when he slid in the ring, he slid halfway through the ring. <laughs> He's like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> but, but yeah, hitting the dead eye, Aubrey finally getting out there, one two point nine kick out. You're just like, oh shit, are you serious? And all up leading up to this match, I'm talking about. Oh, wait till you hear the pop when uh, Omega. Yeah, wait till wait till Hangman kicks out of the one winged angel, and it was fucking Omega that kicked out of a one winged angel. <laughs> but then you have <clears throat> Bucks come out. That threw me, like. Okay, if you paid attention, he goes to do the first buck shot. Even that, on Rampage or Dynamite 1, he goes up to the Bucks, remember? I don't, I might not. Okay, I think it was on Dynamite. He cuts a little promo, goes back to the back. No, it was Rampage, I think. I don't know. I remember seeing it, so I don't remember which one. But he goes up, walks back, and Adam Cole, like, gets right in his face. And he says, I got to talk to the Bucks. And Cole's like, anything you got to say to them, you can say to me. And the Bucks are like, no, 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 it's cool, go ahead. So it's just Hangman and the Bucks. He's like, all right, listen. I'm sorry. I know I cost you guys a title. Or I cost you guys whatever. He's like, you guys have cost me. So the way I see it, we're even. Basically, if you cost me the title shot Saturday, I'm going to fuck your world up. So the Bucks come out. One's on one side of the ring. One's on the other. Yep. He's on the side with Nick. Does the buckshot in, hits a buckshot on the back of Omega's head. Gets out of the ring on the other side. Matt's there. He looks down, and Matt just looks up at him. And, like, the look on his face, he just gives him the nod. He's like, yeah, go ahead and do it. He's like, you got this. Buckshot later yet. One, two, three. Hangman finally is world champion. God, that was cap off of an amazing night. I mean, th- like, that's what I was saying. Like, the whole fucking show was just start to finish. Well, if Hangman went in the match the way he did with the Bucks out there, Omega out there, after the whole, you know, I'm proud of you stuff, the nod of approval from the Bucks, him getting the win, for the fucking Dark Order to come out yeah, right like, after. Dark Order comes out to the ring. They go to hand him a beer. Silvers back. has the beer, goes to hand it to him. He swats it away, and he just wants the love. And you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then... No, I'm just kidding. No, nothing happened. That's like a... I know I've already said this twice, but I watched the ups and downs, so I, you know, have a 
clear remembrance of everything or try to remember as much as possible. Simon was talking about whenever he was going to hit that buck shot and he looked down and Matt gave him the nod. He's like, and as crazy as it is and as early as it was in the morning over here in England, I swear someone started cutting onions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just the emotion from that, the emotion from the young bucks or from the dark order coming out, I was just like, holy fuck, man. This is... This is what wrestling is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you feel something. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to make you be like, okay, I just watched something that I'm not going to forget. And I mean, that had... The show had everything on it you could want. I mean, and then some. Like, who would have expected Jay Lethal to be there? No, nobody. We had the assumption, uh, my question, what if it's a Ring of Honor person? I never thought it would be Jay Lethal. I thought they would get some younger people first before we got Jay Lethal. I, first person I thought would sign with them, Dalton Castle. That was my first thought whenever Michael said, maybe it's somebody from Ring of Honor. I'm like, Dalton Castle maybe? Or, uh... Brody King? Uh, Roosh. Roosh. Did you uh, Pac? No. There was, uh... No, no signal. No, that wasn't Pac. I mean, Andrade. That's Andrade. They're, they're actually family. Oh, shit. Uh, Roosh, uh, not Bandito, uh, Laredo Kid. Laredo Kid. Whoever was the Ingo Bernables, they're actually family. And, like, two of them were in Ring of Honor, Andrade was in AEW. And Andrade's won his quote family to be in AEW with him, meaning Flair, Charlotte, and them. Right. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing, though, is Ring of Honor has, they've released everybody. Yeah, Ring of And the, the cool thing about if they were, if any of them are to sign with AEW, you know Tony, whenever Ring of Honor was like, hey, final battle in December, Cinema. Tony's like, Pick Go do want. it. Go pick who you want. Pick who you want. Go do it. Do your fucking show. And yeah, because they're trying to restructure. Hopefully they'll be back, but I heard that, you know, because they, they did the right thing, they did no crap, but they also paid their people's full contract. They paid everybody the entire time they were down. So they took millions of dollars of losses, so they're trying to sell the library, which I think Tony's probably going to end up buying. I was about to say, Tony should buy it. What if Tony buys the whole company? And just lets them keep promoting it. Yeah. Make Ring of Honor developmental. Ish. No, that would be fucking great. Make Ring of Honor developmental. Have them still tour. That's a separate entity, sort of, yeah. And I wouldn't even do it as a separate entity. I mean, it's Ring of Honor, and you could call it Ring of Honor. But it's Ring of Honor Dark. Ring of Honor Elevation. So you still keep your shows... You have the Ring of Honor. You tour it as Ring of Honor. But you've got the branding and labeling of AEW behind you. Because you can have some of the Ring of Honor guys go and do it. I mean, I don't see any of the guys from Ring of Honor saying, no, I want to just just be on Dynamite and Rampage. I mean, some people maybe. I don't, I don't know. But I mean, hell, how many times have I told you talking 
off a podcast or you off a podcast, I would go and I would only work dark and dark elevation. Or I would only go and just do backstage shit. I would help run a training class. I mean, I've said time and time again, I'm getting old. My time in the ring is, you know, it's running out. But if I can do anything to help somebody out, if I can teach somebody, Mm -hmm. that's honestly the whole punk taking seven years off and coming back and renewed love for wrestling. I was kind of getting sick of wrestling until I got in and I was actually training and starting where they were putting me in with younger guys. And I was like, Hey, let's, you know, trying to teach and mold and everything. That's where I had the most fun there for the longest time. But, uh, full gear, final thoughts. Perfection. Yeah, one of the best ones yet this year. Some people might not agree, but people might not think that full gear is the best, um, best one that they've done this year, but I think it's up there. Absolutely. I think it was, I think it was very good. Uh, very good. It was fucking phenomenal. Uh, not a bad match on the card. Placement of some... Was kind of questionable. Uh, the women's match definitely the. I think if they would have flipped, the women's match and the, Cody Pock Alistair. Uh, Andrade match, Alistair Malachi Black. It would have had better reception. I think if they would have flipped those two matches. Uh, I think it would have been better because. Something about, like I said, something about the placement of the women's match was just kind of like, huh, this match? But all in all, I think it was really fucking good. I can't wait to see Fallout tomorrow. Fallout from the show. Uh, like you said before we started recording, watching the whole time thing, and I can't believe I'm going to be there in two weeks. <laughs> it's going to... I mean, I've been counting down. Well, it's like, because oh, yeah. one of the girls I work with, she's a wrestling fan, but she's not, like, super into it. Like, she likes it, but she's not, like, diehard about it. Right. And, I, like, she was watching the main event with me after we got off work and everything. And I'm just like... I will be there. Like, it's, <laughs> it's happening. It's not, oh, I hope I'm there someday, or maybe I'll get... No, we're going to be there. She's like, you're not going to shut up about this for the next month, are you? I said, probably not. <laughs> no, because it's like, I'm going to be there in two weeks, and then next week, I'm going to be there next week. And then the <laughs> next Tuesday, gonna I'm going to be there tomorrow. And then after that, I was there I was there last week, Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it's one of those you're going to be like... And anytime they show highlights from if, if, if it was at that show, we were there, we were there. If we could yeah, if there's, gonna be, if there's going to be any kind of a debut there, if anything happens to where it's something memorable, I mean, if that's a show that fucking uh, Wyndham shows up... Good God. Or if that's a show... Oh, not Wyndham, I'm going to have a voice. Or if that's, like I was saying, off podcast, they've been teasing... Okada. Okada. 
if Hangman's getting his ass kicked by Omega and you hear that fucking coin drop, that, that place is going to go, go fucking crazy. And that's going to be shown every fucking week. Look, Okada showed up. So question about all this. What time are we leaving right now? <laughs> Uh, oh, I know we're getting off here. I'm, we're getting I was about to say time. we need to find out when doors open, and Six, get there, think. and get there before. And try to see if we can get pictures. Well, I mean, we went to NXT in Nashville a few years ago, and we got there early, and we just kind of hung out, and we actually saw the wrestler entrance. So we go back there and we're just kind of hanging out, trying to see who we could see getting off the bus and everything. And Emily actually got to take pictures with Bailey, Carmella, and Finn Balor. We saw Nakamura, Samoa Joe, fucking Revival, American Alpha, you know, all of them walking by. Ah, uh, Sonya Deville, Peyton Royce, Jennifer's paper. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting more water. So, you know, I would... Because, I mean, we're, we're picking the car up at noon, so... Depending on if they actually go to work or not. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say we need to try to get there early just so we can... One, leave early enough to where we're not going to have to fight too much Atlanta traffic getting yeah. through because I don't know exactly where this arena is. I don't know how much Atlanta you got to go through. I would say, two, we could probably stop and grab food. Yeah, grab the whole I was about to say, probably eat before we hit the road, get out there, and grab a quick bite before the show. That way we're not starving throughout the entire thing. Mm. This is stuff we could be talking about off the podcast, guys. So we're going to go right now. We'll be right back with our top five list. Uh, we got two of them this week, so uh, we'll be right back. Enjoy the rest of the podcast, guys, and we're going to talk about our trip. So, uh, yeah, be right back. All right, guys, and we are back to do the top five. Uh, what would you say, roster swap? I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's work. a good way. Uh, top five AEW guys we'd like to see in WWE and top five WWE guys we would like to see in AEW. But would we really like to see them Yeah, in WWE? I was thinking that the other day. See, that's why my list is more of who would have an actual chance to make it in WWE. And even, I, that's still slim, even that's still slim right now based on Fab WWE's fucking booking. I mean, anybody... You never know what WWE actually wants. That's a one-man show. Exactly. <laughs> One of my, it, it, I have reasons. <laughs> All right. So, what are we gonna do first? The AEW to WWE, just because we know we really don't want to see any of it, but we just want to make a list. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, babe, you normally go first. So oh, I'm not participating in this. You're not participating. I'm just here to You're listen gonna... to y'all. I don't do good with this. No. Okay. So, Josh, you want to start us off? Yeah, start us off. All righty. Just write one more down. Okay. All righty. Let's start with, uh, let's get AEW to WWE out of the way. That's uh, what wait, we just said. We just said we were doing the WWE to AEW. No, we're going to do the AEW to WWE first oh. because we really don't want to see it, but. Okay. So, number five, this is the one I worked on last night because I couldn't think of another one. Uh, Ten. Got a good look. 
I almost wrote that one down. Preston Vance. Preston Vance. He's got a good look, um, good build, stuff that Vince likes. Um, never heard him talk, so I don't know how good of a promo he is. How do we know what Vince likes? He's made a bunch of turns here. Number four, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, again. Big muscles, big meat. Whoa! Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the right podcast. And I feel like he'd be another uh, black guy that uh, Vince would like to throw to the moon to say, hey, look, I'm making black guys champions. And number three... Um, Is that why you said big meat? <laughs> <laughs> number three number three is Britt Breaker. Uh, basically because I feel like she can go right there and go straight to the top of the women's division. And she's a great no, problem. as long as Nia Jax was here. Nope. Nia Jax is gone. We ain't going to worry about that no more. They don't like each other? That was a squash match, wasn't it? For Britt? It was, it was yeah. It was. It's crazy. Uh, number two, Ricky Starks. Guys, charismatic as hell. Fucking great promo. I get, like, The Rock vibes from him. I feel, I feel like he would go to the damn moon. See, I don't think so with him. Really? No, I don't think he would have a chance in hell in WWE just because of his, his size. size. He reminds me of somebody like Ricochet. All the talent and charisma in the world. But he's going to get there and Vince is going to see him. And <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> he's going to do just like Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels was set for that big. He was going to be the higher power. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Vince sees him like he's so tiny. So I think it would be one of those kind of situations. Right. The number two, number one, the man with the smoothest talking voice. Wardlow. I think he would be Vince's big project. I do. Should have got you a Wardlow shirt. <laughs> didn't have any good ones. I just had the name and I didn't have like no picture. Of it would turn into a Wardlow cum sock. Will, what you thinking? All right. So mine is just basically based off of my favorites because I want to see how they would change the landscape of WWE. Okay, makes sense. I think the ones I think the ones that I have would buck against Vince. Okay. And actually have like a fighting chance at you know maybe breaking that barrier and being like, you know, this is my stuff. My, I'm going to do it my way and you're going to get over it. Which but, is what WWE needs. It needs they, someone to tell Vince to shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down. Just watch what I can do, basically. But Hear me out. You know exactly. I know exactly <laughs> what the WWE needs. So number five, Darby Allen. Nice. Okay. Imagine who he could work with. That's still there. Oh, yeah. He could put on a hell of a show with a lot of people that's still there. I'd like to see... Him and Kofi. Him and Xavier. The Usos. I'd actually like to see him and uh, Miz getting the war of words. Yeah. Because he doesn't say a lot. He's got that brooding look to him. But when he does talk, you listen to him because you're like, oh, wait, hey. We'll get back to his promo skills. <laughs> Number four. This is my one that... that Nyla Rose. Oh. Mm-hmm. I almost put... I really did almost put her. I want to see Vince 
actually work with someone <coughs> from the LGBT community. I mean, I know there's some in WWE now. But what if it's uh, using a, a highly pushed LGBTQ person? Right. See, I thought about Nyla, and I'm like, man, her and Nia Jax could, oh, wait, Nia got released. <laughs> her and Tamina. Yeah. Her and Natty. Dude, Nyla and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Think of the fucking fist fight them bitches would have. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. I think her and Natty would be a good one, yeah. That's a good one. Number three, Jungle Boy. I think the same thing about Jungle Boy as I said about Ricky Stark, so. Yeah. Yeah, but I also think the the change that's in Jungle Boy, that's... The Jungle Man. Right. (laughs) When you try, if you ever turn silly, you call call Jungle Man. We'll have to, we'll circle back to that. But with the way (laughs) it's going now, I could see him being someone who would actually buck up against... The normative. I got you. And then my my one and two can be interchanged in spots, but Sammy Guevara and MJF. See, I would I would MJF was never thought of because the style that he creates, they would strip him and restrict him so damn much that his he was thought of for my process because he would tell Vince to go fuck himself. How about you do this? No, not go fuck yourself. I could see, I could see him doing that and then getting released a week later. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> MJF, it would be worth it just to get that one promo. MJF has been signed by WWE. Like, WWE has come to the release. <laughs> MJF. We do not wish him the best in his future endeavors. But I think if you, if you take literally the four pillars of AEW, demo <laughs> the WWE and throw them in WWE, they would be. The talent between them, yeah, I know that's not what Vince is looking for, but they could maybe break that that mold. Honestly, that list would have been a badass list for NXT 1.0. Mm-hmm. Before the whole let's get bright and shiny takeover that has gone on so we don't watch it anymore. Yeah, if that hadn't happened, it wouldn't have been an AEW to WD, it an AEW to NXT list. But yeah, those... I see all of those guys as having huge potential in AEW, but if you try to put them in WWE, they would get lost in the shuffle. They would buck the system and probably get fired. I mean, I... But I think my, my biggest thing is I think it's going to take people standing up to him before he'll... But as long as he's got his yes man that'll back up everything he says, then he anybody can fuck the system and he'll stay, he'll stay in his ways. It'll come I mean, damn near to WCW damn near putting him out of business like that <clears> type of shit to get him... And even then... Until the right, until they be, until they go head to head on Mondays, I don't see Vince changing, and them actively beating him in the ratings. Like, I agree with the revival. I wish WCW would have won. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the werewolves did.
to sound they want to go crazy as I'm about to give my list, so. Uh, sure. <coughs> what was it? Daddy's not on the bathroom door. We've been doing that lately. Okay, number five. <clears throat> and my list is people I think might have a chance. Hang on. 5A, 5B, or just five? <laughs> it's a tag you team, got so what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I have two honorable mentions for WWE <laughs> to AEW. Shitty Matee. <clears throat> I didn't shit in my tea. <laughs> I mean, I could have had like a top 20 list of WWE to AEW. To narrow it down, I couldn't do it. I mean, I did as best I could. <coughs> uh, number five, like I said, it's a tag team that I think would... Right? I think they might have a chance. <coughs> and that's... I think uh, that's one of them. That's Bear Country. Bear Country. Uh, yeah, they're a. It's a big guy tag team. They're a. They're on a lot of darks and elevations. I think if you put them, they would probably go to NXT first. But I have a. I have a feeling that. Uh, yeah, I just think that Bear Country as a tag team would have a chance to maybe do something. You know, like a. They kind of remind me of a AOP, the mm-hmm. big guy tag team. Uh, you know, they could be a dominant dominant deal to go. And, uh, yeah, start off in NXT. Let them work their way. Because, I mean, that's kind of what they're doing on Elevation right now. You know, working their way up, getting more exposure and everything. Uh, number four, Nick Camarota. He's another one of those, like Josh was saying, big guys. He's got a good look to him, the wild hair, the beard, the, you know. Uh, with his size, I think he'd be a good one to go up against somebody like Roman. You know, put him face-to-face with Brock. Uh, him and Drew McIntyre, I think, would be a good yeah. type deal. Uh, number three... Uh, I'd like to see Abaddon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, perfect angle to bring her in on. You still have Alexa when she comes back from her injury that she's got. Still doing the, Price you know, spooky stuff, yeah. the spooky, Wyatt, Fiend type stuff that she's doing. But, you know, there's a shadow behind her. And it was like Abaddon was a demon that was possessing her to turn her to that. And as soon as Abaddon emerges, that's when Alexa's back to Alexa. Alexa. Nice. And so, so Abaddon is like the interpersonal demon that Alexa had that finally came out. And it's like, uh, almost like the evil twin thing where you see the two mm-hmm. people as one and they separate and there's two of them. I could see something like that. Uh, number two, I know he's been there before, but he's completely changed his gimmick, everything he's done since going, you know, to Japan, coming back, being in AEW now. Lance Archer. Yeah. Again, that's another big guy. He's, what, 6'10? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's yeah. a big guy that he can go in there, get in the ring, and look down on Roman, look down on Brock, you know. 
just the size difference and everything. I think that would be a good a good fit because he does have the size advantage that most people wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And number one, Josh is number one too, Wardlow. Uh, he's not overly jacked. Right. Well, he's still a big motherfucker. Yeah, but, but he's, yeah, he's still he's got a good big, motherfucker. Exactly. Yes. He's a big motherfucker. And uh, I think that would work very well in WWE style. I think Vince would see him and get that Vince boner and... Love it. Give him the title, damn it. Boners. Push him, push him for three weeks and then be like, the crowd's just not into him. I don't know what's going on. We turned him baby and then we turned him heel and then we turned him baby again, so I don't know why the crowd can't get behind him. I thought they would like me putting him in that, that two-piece bikini. I don't know. <laughs> The fuck just happened here? <laughs> talking Are we about, talking about the same show? We're talking about Wardlow, not Tyler Rex. And I'm the gay one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, now, who do we think from WWE would make it in AEW? Alright. Josh, you going first on this one too? Or will you, you go going first? Or? No, no, no. You go first. So, just because I think the name change was retarded, uh, everybody, Steiner's kid. Ah, Ron Breaker. Yeah. Because Rex Steiner isn't good enough. I don't get that at all. Then, Naomi. Okay. Like, the guys in, in WWE pretty much have it made. The women barely get six minutes of TV time. Yeah. So, my thing is, I would rather move the women to a brand that doesn't have that. Like, they have a decent women's division. But they're lacking in the veterans. They're lacking veterans and actual big star power. Right. And I think Naomi is kind of that name recognition enough yeah and she's in, in between she's been doing it long enough now that she knows what she's doing mm-hmm. but she's also got that star power number three Dominic okay see him out of race shadow doing his own thing doing company. his own thing number two Sami Zayn mm-hmm. absolutely with or without the mask they're talking about he never wore a mask. That was just... Oh, I know what you're thinking. You're talking about El Generico. That was the guy that trained him. They look a lot alike. They have a, a similar moveset. It's really cool. I'd love to see them face each other. But With or without the mask. <laughs> Sammy comes in, whatever, does his thing, injures, El Generico comes back. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> see, the thing is, I could see that happening. I could see him doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, have him come in without the mask, cut the promo, blah, blah, blah. He gets his ass kicked. And you know what? I quit. And then shows up the next week as Generico. And then my number one, Liv Morgan. Okay. I like it. I'll do your turn. And if it was me, I would not put her back with Ruby. I'll team her up with Jamie Hader. Let her go solo. Nope. Who? Who would we do? Put her with Ty Conti and Anna Jay. Oh. It would be someone that could help 
both of them because she's had the TV exposure yeah with okay. Rocket Squad she's had the TV exposure with her own stuff it's a big moment she would be able to be help them mature in the ring and in their promos and nice I like it alrighty Here's mine. All right. Number five, Asuka. Asuka is not doing a damn thing in in WWE right now. I haven't seen her on TV in months. Yeah. Um, yeah, me neither, but I haven't seen WWE TV in months. Yeah, I would love to see her getting her with people like that. Well, Brit. I mean, you got to think, though. Like, even going through the highlights and stuff, if she's not been... So, I think she may be out again. That's true. Is she, I don't, is she hurt, or is she just not doing anything? I don't know. I don't hurt... Waiting on her contract, hopefully, or? <laughs> no such is in her contract. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, having her get there with people like Britt Baker or Thunder Rosa. And also some of the other Joshi wrestlers. Thunder Rosa, good God. That would be some fucking... Hikaru Shida. Um, Riho, yes. She could be that name value that can help Kenny help teach these young Japanese women that they already know how to work, but help them a little bit more because she's worked national TV as opposed to the Joshi wrestlers right. who haven't. Number four, easy, Chad Gable. Okay. So, you know, he's not done anything remotely good since American Alpha with him and Jordan. Since then, he's that stupid god-awful shorty G gimmick. He's not done nothing. This guy's a technical specialist. Great submission wrestler, great map. He's a fucking Olympian. Right. So, getting him over to the AEW. Oh, but... Hey, see, and that would be good because WWE doesn't need him anymore because they signed the Gable guy. Yeah, the Gable Stevenson. Yeah, they'll, they'll forget all about him. They'll just call him Gable. Yeah. See? I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I like Shorty G. <laughs> Number three. Go to the corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody puts baby in the corner, bitch. <laughs> I didn't put baby in the corner. I put a dumbass comment in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Nakamura. Uh... This guy was dubbed the King of Strong style in New Japan. One of the most hard-hitting, knock-you-the-fuck-out wrestlers in Japan. Vince doesn't know what Strong Style is. Exactly. Vince doesn't know what Japan is. (laughs) What's Japan? I've never heard of her. Is that near Burbank? (laughs) You know, he comes in NXT and has amazing match for Sami Zayn. Does great in NXT. The minute he comes to the main roster, he was never treated like a star. Yeah, he won the Rumble. But they put him in the storyline with AJ Styles for the WWE title, where the storyline was basically them kicking each other in the dick. <laughs> I mean, come on now. He's with Boog's cool, that's entertaining, but that's... And they kept calling him the artist. This motherfucker's a wrestler, he's not a fucking artist. No, he's an artist. Well, yeah, in the sense... Wrestling but, is art. Yes. Get him over to New Japan, get him over to AEW. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kenny Omega. Can you imagine that again? That would be some good shit. Um, number two, like you, Sami Zayn. Just seeing all the stuff that he could do with the people over there would be incredible. And number one, who hopefully very well we will see there in January, Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen's not in WWE. No, Kevin Owens, you know what I mean. Oh, that guy. That okay. guy, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the stars are lining up because they've announced... The Owen Cup, the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. He is a huge Owen Hart fan. He named his son after Owen. Imagine a great way to bring him in as the inaugural winner of that tournament. And having his son come out and hold the Owen Cup. 
Yeah. But I guarantee that's what he'll do. That that writes itself right there. All right, on. well, you know me. I always go above and beyond. I've got two honorable mentions for this one. Oh, you got to be shitting me. There, I said it right. Hey, you said it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys should know I'm going to have more, especially on a topic like this. I got uh first honorable mention. Excuse me. Good God. I just, I don't know what the fuck that was. Okay. The first honorable mention... And I'm surprised neither one of you said this. Paul Heyman. So I was not even thinking. Uh, I was not even thinking <laughs> like managers. I was thinking strictly. Holy fuck. Wow. Get Paul Heyman over there. Uh, one, he's got a fucking genius mind for this business. Him and Tony Khan. Him, Khan, and Jericho, all three together, booking a show. I mean, just look at how good Tony's doing on his own. Mm-hmm. I mean, the storyline yeah. that we talked about earlier with Hangman. Best storyline that they've ever had. The best storyline I've seen in wrestling, period, in years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just the thing is, I mean, just knowing how to run a company, not very well the way he did with ECW, but knowing, you know, knowing a lot more than what Tony does, and I know he's got people there that help him and people that do this, but I don't know. I just think Paul Heyman, and then not only that, the connection that Heyman has with other people in the business. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine Heyman going there, and then all of a sudden one night Brock Lesnar shows up on AEW TV just because, you know, Heyman's there? Probably should lose their mind. No shit. But, But the thing is, and it's so funny to me, is... Lesnar comes back in WWE, yay, woo. But Lesnar's showing up at an AEW show. That would just be a pop for that, would just be for sure, holy, what the fuck, this, I never thought this would happen kind of moment. Exactly, and you've got a, you've got a storyline already there anyway, because you've got MMA and Hager, and America's Top Team's there. Could you imagine... Uh, Lesnar showing up and doing Jericho, Hager, and Lesnar against Santos, Dos uh, Santos, Andre Arlovsky, and Scorpio Sky. I mean, that's it's some shit you never think you'll see, but it's one of them. Wow, what if you know? Yeah, and with Heyman there, it would be a possibility. But that's my thing is. AEW and the what ifs. Sometimes a lot of the what ifs turn into reality. I know, right? <laughs> Just like not a what if, but it's more like a. And I've got a what if scenario. I was going to tell y'all before the podcast started, but he, Josh, has some business he had to take care of, so I wasn't able to. So I'll tell y'all here in a little bit. Okay. Uh, what if scenario that might happen while we're sitting there watching AEW? Live in Duluth, Georgia, here in two weeks from tomorrow. Whew, I'm so pumped. I'm so ready. We got a car rented. We're all going to get a car. Imagine the ride on the damn way. We're going to be all pumped up talking shit. Okay, now, my other honorable mention NXT 1.0. <laughs> you can't put the whole damn No. <laughs> because think about it Champa, Gargano, Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly. 
all I think will be there soon. I think they will. Well, Pete he, Dunn, they he just fucked him over and re-signed him a new contract. But Gargano is probably not signing yet. I was about to say, Gargano's probably not going to sign. Champa, I don't know how long he's got left, and O'Reilly's on his way out the door too, probably. O'Reilly's in December, Gargano, I don't know when his is. They're calling him up to the main roster to do dark shows, so uh, they'll make him think that he's getting called up and probably cater to him like they did Cole, but I have no idea how long Trump But just... Got. Basically, anybody you saw on that roster, I mean, the fucking classic matches throughout. Uh, now, to get actually get into my list, number five, Finn Balor. Yeah. Yes. Get him there. That's more of the Bullet Club. That's more of a New Japan thing. That's, you know, the door's opening up anyway, but if... You, Fucking Finn in there, he has a lot of connections. He could squeeze into both areas and get some right. But I mean, could you imagine the lights go out, the lights come back on, and Prince Devitt's in the middle of the fucking ring? Mm, God, the place will lose their shit. <clears throat> uh, number four, we've already talked about him, Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE doesn't didn't know what the fuck to do with him. Had the great run in NXT, and then. Shit. Nothing on the main roster. Nothing at all. I don't care what you're Even the shitty heel turn where they changed his ring music so you couldn't sing along with it. I mean, just everything. You're just like, what the hell? Why? Uh, number three. <laughs> number three, Ricochet. Yes. <laughs> you haven't been able to see yourself. You'd be like this. <laughs> Sorry, distraction. No, you're good. I'm always distracted by them titties. I mean, by you, honey. <laughs> well, this would be her. Jen, what are you doing? Look at the bridge. It's been three hours. <laughs> All right, number three, Ricochet. Yes. I would have had more than a brownie. Oh. She called you out on the brownie from the other room. Hold on, hold, hold on. Where's my you phone? Just, you just got fucked Where's up. Where's my phone? I can't find my phone. Motherfucker, you do that just as much, as much as she, as she does. does. No, you do it just as much as she does. <laughs> no, I, I can sit down and not lose my phone. She sit down and lose her phone the minute she sits down. Anyways, go ahead. Have you seen that fine, sexy ass on my wife? She sits on her phone and don't know where to go. Uh, but Ricochet, just some of the matches he can have. Ricochet and Omega, Ricochet and Guevara, Ricochet and Darby, Darby. Ricochet and Jungle Boy. Ricochet and any fucking body. Yeah. Ricochet and, and Dante Andrew. Martin. Yes. Fuck yes. Good. Side L. Ooh. Man. Triple threat match. Just put them all in there. Jump around for about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Neither then all three do the same thing and I'll have superhero lady in the middle of Good. <laughs> <laughs> And throw in Osprey too. And <laughs> I want Osprey to show up in AEW. Uh, he's so made a couple bad. comments of throwing shade at him. I really want to see it. Oh, he's throwing shade at everybody though. Mm-hmm. Number two, Cesaro. Fuck yes. That man has been screwed over more times than anybody on any list we have here. Oh, I can agree. Uh, I mean well, it's. 
it's absolutely fucking ridiculous what they've done with this man. How they've screwed him over so many fucking times. Uh, you turn him heel, you turn him baby, you turn him heel, you put him in a shit tag team, you put him in this, you do that, you do this. He had a fucking killer match with fucking Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Yeah. Should have been his fucking crowning moment. So it puts him in the main event against Roman, but of course it's Roman, so you can't have a crowning moment against Roman because Roman has to be everything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Cesaro, I think, moving over, I think that would be a fucking killer-ass option for him just because he's so fucking good. He knows what he's doing. He can have a good match with a fucking broomstick. Fuck yeah. Uh, And uh, number one, Chad Gable. Gable. Uh, Like we were saying before, he's a fucking Olympian. He's goddamn amazing and again his size held him back the whole uh, American Alpha splitting up was the worst thing that could have happened for him I mean granted Jordan's neck was bad so it was probably going to stop soon anyway but uh yeah Chad Gable I think needs to go to WWE as or to AEW as soon as possible yes as soon as that contract's up uh, and I know I don't have Sami Zayn or Kevin Owen on my list, but that's only because I know their contracts are just about up, and they'll probably be going anyway. Right. So I didn't want to waste spots. I had no idea how long we're going to. I don't know what you're talking about. Me neither, babe. I have honorable mentions. I don't have. I, I don't have other spots. God forbid I go out of fucking order. I mean, this is a list you're going in order for. If you when you do the top ten song countdown, you don't go ten nine one. Yeah, it's so mad at them countdowns because I don't ever get to listen to all of them. Ever. <laughs> well, all right, guys, that's our list. Uh, what guys from WWE do you want to see go to AEW? Is there anybody in AEW you think should go to WWE? No. Stay away from WWE. Uh, What do you guys think? Shoot us a message. Uh, Make your own list. Send it to us. Send us a message on here saying, hey, you left this guy off. Or you need to have this guy on there. Or something like that. But uh, we'll be right back to close the show out. So uh, sit tight, guys. We'll be right back. Alright guys, here we are closing another wonderful show out once again. Uh, we did not discuss what our topic is going to be next week. We always forget to do that. What you want to do next week, guys? Hmm. He's got the big list. He does have the big list. Will, what are we doing next week? Um... Do we want to do something a little bit simple, or... Hmm. I mean, oh, I got it. Um, top five tag teams. Top five tag teams? Like, well, current, all-time, back in the day? Do top five current. Top five current tag teams next week. Or week. just top five of, like... Last. Because 
he's going to have a completely different generation than us. Right. So, well, that's why he said current. That's why I was asking, what are we doing? Like, all time, current, attitude era, pre attitude era? I mean, all time? All time? Best top five tag teams of all time. All right. So, next week's topic, or next week's topic, uh, the. Hey, this is going to be our 10th episode for a top five list, guys. Nice. Nice. We're doing good. Should we do a top 10 for the 10th episode? I say we do it. Top 10 greatest tag teams yeah. of all time. That sounds good to me. I think we can do Ken. All right. So, yeah, next week we're going to have a supersized list for a supersized episode. Supersized for fucking. We're not WWE. I said super size, not super showdown. <laughs> well, they, they had super in a lot of their stupid super shit. Super. Top ten tag teams of all time. Man, this is going. This is right up my alley. I love <laughs> tag team wrestling. Yeah, this motherfucker's gonna have like ten honorable mentions. You know, his ten list. I give it to you. No, no, I'm not gonna go that far. I'm. Honorable mention number one. Every iteration of the Rock and Roll. What Express. the fuck just? Is your your pencil okay? The fact that it exploded is one thing, but then it's just like shaking. I was like, what the fuck? We'll just leave that there. What the fuck that was? Holy fuck. Man. This is going to be a fun list to do next week, guys. Oh, we're I not, can't wait. There's no way we're going to have a... The, oh, there's not going to be a consensus for this No. One? Oh, it's going to be all over the damn place. No, because I'm sitting here thinking right now, man, am I going to put the Gangstonators on there? <laughs> yeah, y'all don't even know nothing about that, do you? <laughs> I put Lover's just on some on. Oh, you like the French tickler, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I like that topic, man. I'm I'm pumped for next week's episode, guys. Shit. Thank you. Okay, and I'm gonna say right now, the following week is gonna be the day before we go to AEW. So we need to do the top five things we want to see, and the top five people we're looking forward to seeing at AEW. And then, and I say the week after that. It's the uh, top five things that happened at AEW. <laughs> I say, yeah, I say, fuck her off by SmackDown. That podcast is going to be whatever top five Oh, we're, talk- we're just going to be talking about AEW, yes. that following podcast. Like, you have no idea. Like, this, so this is my first ever televised event. Me too. Mine since the Attitude Era. That's all wrong. See, I was just talking about that because we got the, uh, we had Full Gear over here. Uh, Michael and Whitney came over. And uh, I told Michael, I said, this is the first actual TV I've ever been to besides the one that's, that I actually worked. And, you know, it wasn't any WWE, WCW, anything like that. You know, I was uh, NACW from North Carolina. They got a deal with College Sports South, the CSS channel, way back in the day on Comcast. And uh, that was a pretty sweet deal. It was like 27 states. I worked four shows. That's the one, if you listen to the early editions of the podcast, the story I told, don't open your pay envelope in the back, that was the show. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. Yeah, I I didn't know we were getting paid double because we were traveling this way. (laughs) I 
I didn't think we were getting paid enough to travel all that way, but still. <laughs> Alright. But yeah, we're uh we're ready. It's getting getting to be about that time. Top of the pop! I hate him. <laughs> he gets mad when he says that I don't take the bait no more, so I gotta do it. Well, you are a master baiter, sir. <laughs> All right, who's gonna start this week? Not it. Uh, not it. Go. You never start first. Yeah, you never start. I know because I always have to think, but I don't have to think <laughs> about this one because I know exactly what the fuck I'm gonna say. Can't say you didn't. What is it, Ken Jong? Just go ahead and tell us. <laughs> pencil exploded again. That's my pop. Oh, shit. Alright, no, seriously though, my pop and I was gonna do this last week, but we weren't here. Alright. When we recorded on the second, the last time we recorded, uh-huh. well, you weren't here, but we still wound up recording that night. Uh, everybody knows all that shit. Uh, I tried to hurry up to finish the recording because the Braves were playing. Uh, the Braves won the fucking World Series that night. So that's my pop. The Braves won the fucking World Series. And my wife actually likes baseball now. Tell me who your favorite is. It's just, pants, baby. it's just the pants. She likes the face more than the pants. But yeah, my wife's favorite. is pretty hot. But yeah, the Braves, <laughs> Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, the top four. Huh. Fuck all four of them. No, I like Oregon. But yeah, the Braves won in the World Series. My wife liking baseball. And uh, just two days ago, we went and had family pictures done, and they turned out really good. Uh, my wife and daughter looked, both looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. My daughter is too fucking big. Good God. <laughs> yeah, those were fun. We had a blast doing those. Well, I believe we're gonna make the, we're gonna be making that a yearly tradition. Different themes. All right, now who's gonna go? Because go. I popped. All right, I'll go. Uh, my pop is um, what I'm looking forward to this weekend. This weekend's our friends giving. Um, all of our friends. Family. You don't have to be blood to be family. All of our close oh, family. Hey, go figure. Josh's pop is family again. Ah. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I got mad. Excuse me, man. I popped because of my pop. Anyways. Calm PMS down. How's that sound? Damn, nothing nice. You almost broke Jennifer's little thing here. Oh, she would have killed you. Let me move my that. pop would have my pop for next week would have been I didn't get my head busted open by myself. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm just excited. We're gonna have good food. We got people, um, different people cooking different dishes. We're gonna have a good time and just that be with the people. Stupidest question I've heard. Stupidest question. Yeah, what about the meatless things? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a stupid fucking question, William. God Almighty, things are fucking amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Your balls are amazing, Will. I know. <laughs> I'm right, Mr. William. I really don't fucking have one this week. We're going to AW in less than two weeks. Shut up, Emily. It's actually two weeks from tomorrow. 
I hope they got that. I think it's that little <laughs> one right <laughs> there. <laughs> Come on, William. You got this. I really don't have one. Like, it's been a horrible fucking time at work. Like, I don't know what to... Like, oh, I got it. Will's problem is the fact that he didn't beat the fuck out of a customer or anybody that he works with. <laughs> so William's pop is restrained. Will's pop is being restrained. No, I'm sure he likes being restrained. And on that note, this has been the Turn the Buckle podcast for this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening, hanging out with us. Uh, we love doing this for you guys. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Yeah, tell somebody you don't like. Be like, hey, this podcast is great. Like, make them suffer through what you just suffered through. (laughs) Tell a stranger, just walk up to a random person on the side of the street. Go watch this podcast. Listen. Listen. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually getting Jennifer to eventually make me a sticker to put on the car. And I'm wishing we may make a... uh, cheap sticker that we can take off of the rental car that we <laughs> and we're still gathering details on when we're going to start our first episode of our other podcast uh verbal derailment yeah we got to try to figure out when everybody's going to be available and be able to get together for that one because there's no way we can record two podcasts in one night no we go too off the rails recording this one and it goes <laughs> on goes too long we'll figure something out it might be one of those not might be it might not be an every week kind of podcast every couple weeks or something other. Every other. But guys, we love y'all. Thank y'all for hanging out. Uh, this has been the Turn the Buckle Podcast. I am Jason Hampton. Josh Cox. Will Clark. Peace out, fuckers. I guess you heard Lady Hampton. <laughs>